This episode of the Stimulate Run podcast is brought to you in partnership with Aqualite. Aqualite is a product which supports effective hydration through rapid absorption. It's formulated to replace electrolytes lost through sweat and is Australian owned and operated. I hope you enjoy this episode. Longest Road to Comrades, episode number 24, a role I've now taken off Darren. He used to be our episode counter, but um, he's missed his KPI, so he's sorry, Darren, losing. But that, he's that losing. role has now been. We'll reassign the task to somebody else, and we'll uh, find something else in the job description to give you. But welcome back, team. So, the fittest man in Australia, Wayne, is still at home in Queensland. Welcome, Wayne. <laughs> oh, and loving it, and loving it. <laughs> we have Sandy in the on the Gold Coast as well. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Darren, who will be yeah. reassigned a task. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, I thought I wasn't going to have anything to say um, today, but there was some really good questions coming up. So, <laughs> so you're going to be up and about episode yeah. 24 and Darren will be up and about. <laughs> and then we have a recent race winner. We have Jackie. Ah, woohoo. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> All right, Jack, we're going to throw you straight into the hot seat. Ah. Uh, let's go. Let's count back and then also take us through the race. Oh, geez, that was quick, hey? All right, so here we go. <laughs> so um, I ran the Running Work Spectacles 50K. There were other options, an 8K or half marathon. It was first described to me as 50% road and 50% trail with one hill. On further inspection, it was 50% limestone track and 50% single track with various hills, like an undulating section. So um, I went to go scope out the route on my 16K tempo the week before the race, and then I realized that, sure, my pace required adjusting. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was going to be hot, and there were more hills than expected. So, um, yeah. Um, so the, the day temperature was expected to reach... 34 degrees so it was our first hot day in quite a while um on the way to the race at 4 a.m it was already 20 degrees and i thought oh you know here we go um arrived at the gate and the info had stated to ensure that it remained closed as it was a nature reserve so i jumped out of my car with my head torch on and the first thing i noticed was a large spider dangling from the boom <laughs> as if Halloween had arrived early. So I carefully opened it with my, <laughs> with the dangle, Mr. Dangle the spider, and I drove through. And I was about to get out of my car and close it when another car pulled in. And I saw them stand next to the boom while the car drove through. While the car drove through, and I was like, yikes. <laughs> has no idea about that spider and it's probably crawling up his back right now <laughs> so I just got in my car and just drove so um and then I parked behind this guy who I met the week before um the South American guy and he was running his first 50k um he hadn't run further than 10k <laughs> and he was wearing Nike next or something like that these road shoes and I thought shame uh -huh. Poor guy. Um, <laughs> I just said, you'll be fine. Um, just don't <laughs> you'll be fine. Don't stop moving whatever you do. Um, try and walk the hills, run the downhills. Don't do it the other way around. And um, two thumbs up, you know, see on the course. 
Um, and um, luckily when the race started at five, it was bright enough. So I managed to take my massive head torch off my head. It's like a mining head torch. And um, I got to the front of the start and we all took off. And I was following these two guys who sped off. And one was my coach, Tony. Um, so I was third. And I intended to keep it that way. So, um, of course, the, the loop was approximately eight Ks each lap. So half of it was flat, and then the other half was undulating with like various underfoot, like sand, limestone, rocks, um, and it really heated up on the last two laps. And I wasn't sure if anyone had passed me, because, you know, when they, they let the, the half marathon guys out as well, so it gets a bit confusing. Um, and anyway, on the, on the way, I passed the South American guy, I think his name is Sergio, um, and I asked her how, how he was doing, and he said, oh, you know, I'm hurting everywhere. We <laughs> 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 got this, keep going, you know, um, and I was still feeling okay, but then, um, oh, and I ran past Margie, and she was all cheery. She wasn't racing. Um, she was using the race as a training run because I was quite shocked to see where she was. And then when I saw her, I realized she wasn't, she definitely wasn't racing. Um, I have huge respect for Margie. She's done so much for ultra running in WA. Um, and she's such great support. Um, and she also runs her own race. Um, we, we're quite similar um, in our racing style. So, um, yep. So to continue to, to cut through to the fifth lap. So my foot got really sore, my left foot. So the same foot that's been giving me issues. So I wasn't sure I'd finish. It was really getting sore because I'd also chosen racing flats <laughs> and the limestone rocks wow. were covering my feet. And it was just so anal. You know, when I did the 16K tempo run the week before they felt okay, but by the time I got to 30, I just, oh, I just wanted to throw my shoes off. I was just... I don't know if you've ever been in so much pain, you just want to throw them off. But, and it doesn't make sense because then you're going to be running on like barefoot, you know. But anyway. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> but then I thought of Sergio, who had said he was hurting everywhere. And I was like, come on, Jax. You know, he's running his first 50K, this poor dude, and you wanting to give up. So, like, keep pushing. So, by the sixth lap, it was really hot. And, um, I was starting to see camels, stars. It was just oh no! I was just so hot and hallucinating. It was just horrible. Um, and then I looked down and I was realised I was close to the course record. And then I started to like hop, push, and jump my poor foot. <laughs> and then I, I managed to put the foot <laughs> somehow for the last two k's, but I just missed it by a minute. Um, but, you know, considering I wanted to give up, I was like, I was just pretty stoked that it had all ended. Um, so, anyway, I finished first email. Third overall, so no one passed me. Yes. Um, and then I looked for Sergio, the South American, and he made it in. He made it in at quarter past one. He missed the cutoff, but it took him six hours and 15 minutes. Oh. Uh, he finished his first 50K in the heat. Because it was 34 degrees, and you know how hot it gets in that as well. Like it's you're so exposed, it just it feels hotter 
mm. on trial. So I just wanted to say very well done, you crazy guy, because um, I, I was worried about you. Um, and I went to go and stalk the results and I found you and you finished. So like rock on, <laughs> honestly. Um, um, so, yes, yeah, so I suppose just I need to go see what the problem is. But with the foot, but um, funnily enough, Monday, Tuesday, it felt better. But it's just, I just need to go and see what causes it. It's, it's like, it's intermittent. But what I had dreaded to happen at Bibra happened at this race. And it was like a hobble finish and it, and it sucked. So um, I just wanted to thank all the sponsors. Samming, Ultra, Hammer Nutrition, Mark, was it Mark? Mark? Macron? Micro. Micro. Maku and of course Running Works and especially Chris for hosting this event. So yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome once it had finished, <laughs> and the prizes were cool. I got I won a pair of um, uh, what are they? Um, Salming Greyhounds. Um, yeah, they they're pretty cool design. Very Swedish. So yeah, cool. Oh, nice. question. Jackie, Jackie, uh, Jackie quick question. Racing flats on an undulating course with different surfaces, didn't you work there on straight away? Or well, I'd run, I'd run um, Yabaru and six inch in Adidas um, Boston boosts, no Boston's before. Uh-huh. So I th- just think with my foot currently, it just aggravated it. So all the rocks just, you know, it's a little bit tender, like it gets tender. Sometimes it's fine. But I think over the course of you know the event, it just got battered, and um, I've just got to I've just got to maybe protect it until it's fully healed and and wear more cushion. I was dreaming okay. of cushion on the run. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and and were there? I know you spoke about the heat, Jackie, but were there quite a few contests? Were there as many as Bibber Lake, or was it? No, it was quite. Quite a lot small. Well, there were more. Um, there were more runners in the half, um, and in the eight, and they even had a kids race. So, but the fifty k event was very small. So, yeah, okay. um, yeah, not big. But but the contenders were there. You had some, you know, some some fast runners, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that was similar to your fifty, um, Wayne. Like you can't just fudge a fifty. You know, it's you can't fudge no. a marathon, but you know no you way. can mm-hmm. you can go. Oh, I'm just gonna blow out and have a bit of fun here. But you yeah. go out, and it was hot, Jackie, wasn't it? Like oh, I think okay. I kind of I did jinx you. I think I felt bad because I said <laughs> last year it was really hot, and then the weather was looking alright, and then it absolutely came in for you guys like that yeah. week. Oh, it's terrible. And it was even the day before. I watched my son play cricket, and I was sitting in the shade. And I still felt like I got heat stroke in those two hours, and it was it was ten to twelve. You know, it wasn't even you know in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Drank lots of water, and I was like, "Oh boy," you know, because I don't I don't generally do well in the heat. Um, but I must say, I was okay. It was it was bearable, but those last two laps were were tough, and the the the, the wind also picked up, and it was like, do you know that hair hair dryer wind where it's like warm? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> Are you like the Luxem? You know, this is hard. <laughs> and Jackie B, besides your foot, your body, everything else was fine. Every, yes, you could. It was fine. 
Yeah, yeah I think the, the breathing, you know, I think I did start to panic a little bit and I just had to be more mindful and just calm because I think the heat, because you start breathing quite fast. Right. I mean, yeah. I was just like, you know, just calm down, just relax, you know, just, um, and I just try to look at the trees and make shapes out of the trees or like, um, <laughs> <laughs> as you do, you know, you start talking to yourself and yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah it, was, it was tough. Like, do you know, like I thought of Darren's race the week before and how deep he had to dig, you know, and I, and I, I had to do the same. It's been a long time since I've had to really push, you know, I've had, I've had what, like three races now where I've finished strong, negative splits, and you know, it's all happy, hunky dory. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what it was just like. Yeah, I just, it was, I just wanted to cry at the end. <laughs> but I was, um, you, still kept, you still kept your pace up though. I mean, you, did, you didn't drop pace, did you? I felt like I was, I felt like I was slowing down and I was looking at my watch, yeah. which I don't normally do because I, I run with the metronome on. And when I looked at it, I just looked like I was dropped. I dropped 10 seconds and, and I was like, oh, it's just all going downhill. You know, we're just like, oh, crap. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, Jackie, you went into this pretty heavy though, right? Like, because you guys are still building for January. I know that it, it seems like a long way away, but yeah. like you didn't, I wouldn't have thought you did a massive taper for this. Like you were building some mileage and you would have done a quick refresh, but yeah, well, I, we, I'm sure the idea would have been to race on some heavy legs. Yes, yeah, so yeah. it was a weak taper. I felt good, but um, yeah, I, I normally don't take a lot, but I just normally the, the body feels better with just a week. But oh, I think just the heat and the wrong shoes and uh, heels, <laughs> I think, it, I think it's because, part of your building process, to be honest. Like, yeah, I, you know what? I'm glad. I, I'm glad because it's humbling, and that's the thing with <laughs> ultras, you know. Just <laughs> I think mm. that's camaraderie so high because we've all mm. been to that dark place and you know and we all help we, you know we all try and help each other because it's just it's you know they tough anything can happen in an ultra mm. so. yeah I, I think i'd if i was you i'd cut yourself some slack because i think this is purely just another step you're building to 100k like if you were really race fit now for this yeah then you'd almost yeah, you'd almost be ahead of the game, I think. Like, yeah. so I think you got to kind of trust in what you guys are doing, and the fact that you gritted out a fifty in these type of conditions with some mileage in your legs that you're building up, because you only got to think, what are you like twelve weeks away? Or yeah, it's um, so yeah, like I, I think you're well and truly. This is this is in some training that you're taking this race on. So um, to do that and to forge through it yeah i'd cut yourself some slack thank you yeah <laughs> you know, I, I hadn't done hills in a while as well and i could feel it because there was like a you know there's that steep pinch of a hill mm-hmm. and then you turn and then it's this undulating it's like a little race course and it's pretty fun the first few times and then you know you get to the fifth and sixth lap and you're like <laughs> you know <laughs> you're like, oh. um so no Fremantle. No, so um, no, I'm just going to take it easy, build. Um, Lee's also, um, she's not going to be doing it, so that releases me. So I'm just going to 
Now I've got two races coming up, which I'm just going to use for the hundred. Just yep. one will be a slightly no race, but more more of like a push on the one, and then the other one's just complete just training run. You know, so. But there's also no point in you running a half marathon, like. No, I I wanted to because I love Frio and it's the course has changed, but it's an expensive training run, so I'll yeah. just yeah I'll just leave it. And not at 100k pace, like it was no. going to be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. um, hey, cool. <clears throat> Jackie. Yeah. I was just, I'm just looking at your, all your time there on that race. And, and you actually sped up at the last, in the last K, or the last two, you started speeding up. But how, how did you go for nutrition? Because you, you didn't really mention that yet. Oh, um, so did I, at, at Vibra, at, I had nutrition twice at 17 and 34 Ks. Um, so I did the same. So I did it at um, every second lap. So it was like 16 or so um, and then 32. And then the last lap I took um, one extra. So I had three gels because I, I didn't have any race food. <laughs> so I had two. Oh, you should have asked me. Oh, I, I felt so bad bumming more of you. So I just. It's like 10 minutes from my place, too. I would have, like, <laughs> I, I would have actually come down there, but oh. normally I do go down. So I know. No, you should have asked. Oh, thank you. So yeah, I, I use more. And um, I w actually won a hammer nutrition voucher, which um, I had struggled to cash in before the race so um i just got some gels and um that i try to practice with before and, and they seem fine i just i was a bit nervous because i don't normally have that many on a run so but they were fine the timing was good so yeah so i now know <laughs> it's all good and, and did you just have water at the water stations or yeah water or electrolytes but i also lost a lot of time um at the water stations i think because my foot was sore, so I was, I was walking a little bit while I, because I can't drink out of the polystyrene cup. So I, I reckon next year to get some squeezy bottles so you can run and sip. And then now that I can picture the course and where the dustbins are and um, just to run with it a little bit longer and then dispose of it later, um, not just have a little sip and with from the cup and then throw it straight away. You know, they, I just spent, like, I reckon – if I didn't spend so much time at the aid stations, even with the sore foot, I could have gotten that minutes. But, ugh. you know, I was, just so happy to finish. <laughs> I was just actually so happy to finish that, you know, it's just, yeah. I don't know how I, I really try to get that. When I noticed the time, I was like, oh, I can, maybe I can do it. And I, I was just dragging myself back to my original pace. I don't know. It's, it's like when... Do you know when you get into the finish shoot and then you like you can speed up like you've always got that hidden reserve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was just oh. a flashback of comrades when I was trying to race my to get my silver and I, I missed it as well. So I was like, nah, you know. <laughs> it's a brutal course. Like yeah, it was ultra. It's an ultra. Um, that's what it is. I, I do love it now though because I reckon. Darren's gonna is a nutrition sponge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Although yeah. Yeah, listen to me because yeah, mom's not like great. But it, it is a big deal trying to have a drink at the drink station and, and 
I know some people, they say, oh, no, I just stop and have a drink. And it's, well, I don't have time for that. Yes. And because 10 seconds there, I've got to find 10 seconds to make up somehow. Yes. And then and, 10 seconds <laughs> times five, so? six, six I, I disagree. That's strange. <laughs> I disagree a bit. I don't know. Yeah. For me, if you, you'd rather focus and get that down, you're going to find ten, if 10 seconds you can't find in that time. I don't know. Maybe at that pace you, you're running it. But yeah. even on, like, let's look at specifically with comrades here. People say, oh, they've got no time to stop for this or stop for that. Yes, you're not going to stop and have a chat and have a Borovos roll. But mm, from like a couple of minutes here and there, is, I think it's going to save you a couple of minutes in the long run if you're able to get that quality nutrition down. Just yeah. my view. I don't know about you guys, but personally, if I, yeah, take the effort to have it and I think I'm going to save myself almost 20 minutes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just found that the cups of water, especially the ones we get now, they're useless. You just tip them over your head. That's oh. about all. You, one little sip and the rest goes over your head. Yeah, rather just bring, bring your own little squeezy bottles. Like you'll save yourself mm -hmm. heaps of time. Um, you know, I keep on – and I, I've got to let those sachets go, like, in my mind. I'm not in South Africa anymore. Yeah. If you want your sachets, I've got to just let it go, like Elsa from Frozen. <laughs> just stop speaking of it. Yeah. But only South Africans know what you're talking about. Yeah. No one – like – no one else realizes the luxury of that little pocket of water. Yeah. And look, yeah. who knows now, COVID, post-COVID, if yeah. they're going to exist anymore. Yep. Like it might be cups or might be bring your own. Yeah, I might be but, on the plane with our little squeezy bottles from Coles. Or from <laughs> yeah, but that's why laps. So if you can organize your own, if they do have water drops, like taking like that pop-top set up and leaving it on the table. Yeah. But then at the same time, I found in a couple of races that also creates an issue for you because it doesn't actually make you slow down. Yeah. So it throws your whole potential walk-run or walk-slow-down strategy way off. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, like Bimber Lake, I had pop-tops, but I had to remind myself to almost give myself a 20-second break while I was consuming that, even though I was running. Yeah. Well, whereas... Well, Tying your yeah. laces would have helped. <laughs> well, yeah, because at Bunbury, I think a couple of years ago, I had pop tops every 10Ks and I burnt myself because it was way too convenient. Oh, yes, because then, yeah, because then, yeah, it makes you... Little you bit... don't stop. Like, you don't focus on drinking that water and then going again. Yeah, it's like, a line, hey? Yeah. I don't know. Different, I don't know. Diff maybe completely different, but, but yeah. I don't know what you guys think. Um, I carry now. Uh, for me, to, to carry water, as long as it's, if it's a lapped, if it's laps, um, mm -hmm. then I have my belt on and uh, whenever I see Tim or which was Guy in the marathon, throw my empty squeegee to them and, you know, it's one of those mm -hmm. um, salmon bottles and it's wonderful. It just fits so nicely in your back. And yeah. I throw it to them and they fill it up. And when I come past, I collect it and it's got nice ice cold water in it. And I drank all my own water on the marathon. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. It so just good. And you're not waiting for it. You know, you, you're drinking it when you need it or yeah. when you, you want it. Yeah, it just goes all over my face. It, like it's a, it's <sighs> an art. I don't know how. Yeah. But Darren's also right. Like 
in the marathon and ultra is completely different even a half like yeah. the amount of water you're going to consume you mm. know like you find yourself the faster you are running the less you are going to consume and that's why that chat by ross tucker about hydration was awesome about how much you actually need even in a shorter yeah. race yeah um yeah yeah I think I think it's also so important to. I'm just listening to you all, and I'm 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 having a chuckle because, uh, like, if I go for a 15 minute run or two hour 15 minute, I have to have a drink with me all the time. Um, I cannot function <clears throat> after 20 minutes of just easy running. I feel myself. I have to have a drink. Uh, I have to, and I, oh, I think it's just from years of running. I always I carry two bottles on me. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm an absolute uh, – because I think what <clears throat> helped me a lot was um, I've got a very good friend here who works at UQ, University of Queensland, and he helped me understand how the body works. <clears throat> so he says to me, whether you're doing an easy run or an extremely difficult run, <clears throat> excuse me, you just try to show the, the differences between the two. Even on your easy runs, you're still you, – you're producing effort and yeah. you're, you're basically – your body's going, you're draining whatever, whatever it's needed, you know, for the body to function. So he says, until you understand that, you're actually depleting it. <clears throat> he says, if you keep going like that for an hour without drinking anything, you're in trouble. Oh, um, and, and that's why I see so many people, I've seen it. And ever since, we, I mean, I had that conversation with him about seven or eight years ago. But ever since he said to me, you, you go watch a half marathon. So that's reasonably okay. shorter from the ultras. And you'll see people in the second half. <clears throat> how their energy levels start to dip significantly. So he said to me, yeah, you can drink water, but make sure you've got, got a carb drink, got something that's that's going in so that you're replenishing. Because your tank, you're emptying the tank. Yeah. So <clears throat> your body functions, and I mean, I don't know the science behind it, but most of it's made up of water. So when you start running, especially in the heat, now I found working on Barrow Island, the heat is so, it, it's draining. So that's why I'm probably so used to running with so much fluid. Mm. is that I'm, I'm used to topping that up. I'm always topping that up. So my aim is, and that's why you should try it, all you guys and even listeners, before you go for a run <clears throat> and, and make it at least an hour's run, before you go for a run, just weigh yourself. So if you weigh 60 kilo, um, when you go, come back and see. He says you should always be, you know, close to what you were when you left. So don't come back uh, weighing 57 kilo. You know, you lost three kilo. That's, that's a no-no. You know, so he shows those are the signs. So he says you want you don't want to be way over that whatever you were, and don't want you way under. So he says if you keep it the same, if you're on the same, you know more, you know without getting too involved, he says then you know you you well hydrated, but then you you also keep the energy levels right where they need to because if you're taking that with a gel and a few other things, and that's why I've learned to, I wouldn't say master it, but I, I've become good at that where I I know. Like I, if I go for a, a 5K run, I've got water with me. And a lot of people mm. at park runs just look at me and say, why are you drinking water? I said, I'm going to run a hard 5K. I need water. I need a drink. And they think you're nuts. But you don't realize even a short little 5K, you're depleting. So you need to top the back up. So, yeah, that's just to add my two cents worth. But, yeah, it, yeah. It, it definitely, um, like I'm, I'm listening to Darren there and I'm going, whoa, now that, Taking 10, 20 seconds down is not going to hurt you at all. <laughs> you need that, believe in me. <laughs> you need that. <laughs> oh, geez. Do you know what? I've got a confession. I can, or I have run in the past, 36Ks without food or water. 
Nothing. Oh, I just and fell I, off my chair. And I that's just, not, that's good, not, Jackie. No, no, that's <laughs> not good, Jackie. I don't feel like I need it. I feel like I'll yeah. hydrate after. Oops. Yeah, but the problem is you can't play. Once you've gone past, you can't catch up, right? Mm. So That's correct. Like You actually get to bring it back to equal and then have to try and go ahead. So mm. that's like uh, weighing, weighing before and after. I uh, won't even do it at work. We've got scales here. Mm. And people see me sometimes and they go, what is this have guy you, doing every day? I do it every day, pretty okay, like awesome. after every yep. run. So, But it's just, I know that I've got a high sweat rate. So I went into the lab when I did my VO2 and got tested. And like it's pretty surprising how much you actually sweat. Like mm-hmm. you got to take the weight with a little bit of, so don't look at it like it's gospel. Yeah. Um, you know, you can take it into account. Um, and then, you know, in the morning, so if I run in the morning, I find that my sweat rate is really high, especially in a marathon block. I will sweat a lot during a lunch break. I think because I've had a fair bit of the day to continue my hydration. Not as bad. Not as bad. Cause think about like, if you're going for a run at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, you're not going to have three hours of hydration to go into that because you've been sleeping. So I find that during my lunch break, my sweat loss is actually lower than it is in the morning. Which, yeah. But then that's why at night I can't run at night anymore because I have a terrible sleep because I go into that sleep dehydrated and turning and you're restless and then you wake up even worse. You almost, yeah, you wake up miserable and you loss of appetite. All those things are basically due to your hydration levels. Like your appetite, how if that's if you've got a really good appetite and you wake up feeling, you know, ready to go or through the day. I'm not sure if you felt after a long run and you feel like you just don't want to eat and then about three o'clock in the afternoon you're ravenous. You're starving, yeah. It's it's because you really didn't give yourself that boost again and you were so dehydrated during your run. Um Yeah. It, it's pretty like probably for me, dehydration is like one of the most important things that I follow and preach um, no i i'm back you 100 percent um i've seen a guy at uh, 2018 gold coast oh, sorry uh, 2000, last year gold coast 10k sandy on the sunday mm-hmm. uh, sorry on the saturday so the marathon's on the sunday saturday <clears throat> i saw a guy get to the finish shoot so he'd done 9.7k or whatever and he started cramping and going off you know he was bad in a bad way and and he was Running it pretty fast, um, but yeah, he got to the end and he couldn't walk. The paramedics had to get him, mm. and he said to him, "Sorry, he says I'm I'm dehydrated. I'm badly. I didn't drink before. I didn't drink at all." I'm, and he was gone. They had to put him on a drip sure. after a 10k. There was a 10k. 10k. So that's what when I saw, you know, that's my first time seeing it at a shorter yeah. distance. Yeah. Um, I've seen people. Um, I've seen severe dehydration where straight away you're on a drip. Um, uh, you know, where the organs start to collapse internally. So I've seen that. That that's from where I work. I've seen a guy dehydrate in front of me, uh-huh. where his life was going. You can see it, and paramedics were onto him. And so I, I know what that's like. Wow. But when I saw that guy going, I knew. I said, "My goodness, that guy's in trouble," and he, he started to lose it. But he told him straight, "I'm dehydrated badly." That was for 10k. So um, very important. Like you know, we always hear people, "Oh, make sure you're well hydrated before an event, before a run." Um, yeah. And that's why I even say, you know, in the morning before you go for a run, you know. Have a, a glass of water. Or you, mm. you preferably want to get a, uh, you know, proper sports drink or something into you. Uh, so we've you got a sponsor. Well. 
Do we? We do have a sponsor. <laughs> uh, so we'll uh, actually get Graham on this weekend for an episode and he'll have a chat about hydration. So awesome. tune into that. And he's a, he ran Comrades, so he can, he'll elaborate about his story. So he got thrown a Coke at 20Ks in and he refused. Awesome. So he created an hydration supplement. Um, and I've been using it for 10 years. But Jackie, what you were actually thinking about, what you were saying about your part of your race... And yeah. the fact that you were in the sun the day before yeah. leads me to think that you, yeah, you, you had a fair bit of heat stroke going on, and uh-huh. the day before is too late to start hydrating. Spot on. Like it's, it's you're pretty much almost not that we're camels, um, but yeah, you should be like people use the old carbo-loading mentality. Yeah, you should be looking at that. Yeah, probably in the days leading in, and yeah, uh, yeah it, it, I don't know. Like I do, <laughs> it's. It's, it's very neglected. Like a lot of people think that hyponatremia and overhydrating is an issue. Mm-hmm. Look, like you literally would have to sit there with gallons and gallons of water to reach hyponatremia. Yeah. If you're exercising at the rate that we are and in events that we are, it's really hard to hit hyponatremia. Mm. Like, so like, I think that's people's biggest fear is, oh, are they going to drink too much? Yeah, you're you're shifting that much force under that much um, strain. Yeah, you yeah you'd have to literally. The more people that are at risk of hyponatremia are the ones watching a race because (laughs) they're sitting there watching. You know, like with us, yeah, it's very hard. Hmm. No, it's a fascinating subject, and and that's why I say if ever you get the opportunity. I mean, YouTube's got so many clips. Um, I, 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 just like you, and I've had a lot of time, so I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and <clears throat> catching up on lots of. And the same thing, um, I like to educate myself because this is a fantastic subject. Uh, talking about hydration, but what's so important? I feel listeners and everyone need to to get into it. Is don't be scared to play with it. You know, play play with all these different ideas. So you know, don't trust what Owen and I just said or what Jackie just said. Have a go. Play with it. Try with it. And and. That's where it comes in, and that's that's the exciting part. You say, "Oh, this works for me," and that you know that doesn't work, you know. Um, but that's the way to do it. Experiment on yourself, and it, that's the way to, to. That's a game changer when you get that. But also, once you get the understanding that our bodies are machines, you know, and what you put in, if you, if you're not going to put anything in, yeah, you're going to be in trouble. But you need you need fuel. You need to get it uh, for you know a sustained fuel to keep you going. So there's so much stuff on the market, but you need to find what works for you. So it's a fascinating subject. And like you say, Owen, I'm, I'm keen to hear what uh, the sponsor's got to say. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Should we get back on track? Sorry. <laughs> well, I had another question. Okay, but <laughs> I'll listen to the school teacher right now. <laughs> no, no, go on. Go on, Sandy. I just, it was a quick question just to on that overhydration um, topic so does anybody ever get stitches in this group i mean (laughs) just a question i was just thinking that because often you think to yourself like oh if you drink too much could you get a stitch but a stitch is really not from the fluid you're taking in as i would think it's more from your breathing but i'm actually not sure i don't know what what it's what it's all what the science behind it is does anyone no i'm Honestly, yeah, don't know too not much my, about not that. Not in my wheelchair. Never had so gonna, it. <laughs> no, before, you've never had one, Wade. Before I get attacked, <laughs> so, I'm no, jumping into it. 
I would just I, love to because sometimes I feel if you're down a whole lot of, to drink and then you start running and it, it, you, you can actually feel it still you've had too much and that can lead to I think it can lead to a stitch but I don't know okay we'll think about that one clearly not in my wheelhouse that one, one. <laughs> Jackie, do you ever get a stitch? Uh, you know what? I got I got my first stitch at um, the ten k, and I think yeah. I think it had to do with my breathing and in, in the wind, yeah. and um, I was struggling to breathe, and I'm I, I don't know. I got it, and I did try and pull my finger. It didn't work. So <laughs> I, just, I was, I was desperate. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway, I, I, talking of sti- talking of stitches, I I was told that you, you get a stitch because when your your body's requiring all the oxygen to your muscles, yeah, it'll it'll deprive it where it's least needed, and and if you've eaten something recently your body's going to deprive the oxygen from the blood around your stomach. And and if you've overeaten, it, it then starts to get that stitch. That's oh. what I was told, whether that's mm. true. But I was also told to just suck it up and run it out. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few methods to sort them out, but um, <laughs> we won't get into that now. <laughs> uh. All right, I, I do need to check before we move on from Jackie that she's finished because on the last episode I realised that I just cut her off and went off on a different tangent. So, Jack, are you all good? I'm all good. I do want to say, though, although sometimes I, I may run like a camel, um, I am mature during the week and I do keep my nutrition at work so I can pop one in a, some water <laughs> and, um, and um Try and feel before a race or before a long run, but um, yeah, so I'm not I'm not all naughty. <laughs> can, can I can I just add too, soon as it might have sounded a bit wrong, that I'm big on hydration. You know that when I was having the drinks at the drink station, that was sort of on top of the drinks that I was already carrying. And, uh, yeah. No doubling right. down. Just now, so that's why I'm laughing. But 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 I've, just in the last couple of months, as preparing for the last race, I I've been getting into extra hydration. So before I, every training run, I'll I'll put a hydration drink, get it ready in the kitchen be, before I'm ready to go, and um and a hydration drink when I get back as well, mm. and mm. and because. I'm trying to get rid of my cramp problems, and I think I think it's certainly working. And keep it simple after the race. Like I know we keep going on about chocolate milk, but even plain milk milk's a great way to hydrate. Um, so if you have milk and then take on a water or an electrolyte, it actually <laughs> hydrates you faster. I I, um, I had a recovery beer, but um, it's actually a recovery beer, like not a proper beer. Oh, it's alcohol free. It's yeah. yeah. Um, but it was warm, and it just tasted as bad as real beer warm. So I'll have to fix that. Uh, well, well, we'll get an expert on. So instead of taking any of this uh, pub culture, we'll, uh, we'll we'll get an expert on to, to set the record straight. Nothing Thank like you, asking Ruben. the runner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Wayno. Uh, I labelled you the fittest man in Australia, and I'll stand <laughs> firmly by that. So if anybody is out there who can lay claims to be fitter than Wayne at the moment, please get in touch. But 
what have you been up to, mate, apart from just racking up kilometers? No, I've been actually, again, I'm just, I'm loving being at home. I've been at home for a few weeks now. <clears throat> and that was always the plan once I get back home, um, start playing around um, with different things, but obviously get myself ready for, we've got a few different things coming up. So hopefully, um, yeah, start getting to shape for that. Um, I've got a few exciting things happening. Um, one, just being at home with my training partners is so good. They, <laughs> Brahman is actually, she's been, you know, he's smacking me on the head because these guys are so excited. And, um, yeah, just, just to train again with them has been, been amazing. It's been so good. Um, yeah, again, in training, you know, through, through COVID and, um, I'm, I'm really happy with managing to obviously keep the fitness where I needed to be and, and improving nice and steadily. Um, we, we've got a plan that's in place now that's working wonderfully well. Um, uh, obviously, I'm just concentrating on doing um, still single runs, but long runs. So uh, we're just doing an hour and a half, two hour runs, but we're playing with certain, uh, you know, staying at that aerobic threshold, I call it. So, uh, you know, that 100k pace is, is sort of what I'm aiming at, but we've been slowly building on that so we integrated a bit of heel work into it and i'm absolutely loving it at the moment because i'm i'm chewing the heels up so i'm just loving them um and 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 the thing is like just adding to what we've just been talking about you know when i when i finish the runs I, i've been feeling so good like i'm good to go I'm, i finished the run and and i'm good to go I, I can feel the next day i'm like whoa this is awesome and when i catch up with the guys i train with in the morning uh, because i do track probably once or twice in the week with them when I can. And then obviously on track, I'm not doing all the stuff they're doing. I just do a bit of tempo work and I accompany them just, just, just to be with them. Cause you know, we love to be with each other. I know it's, it's, we've got our own relationship, but um, it's that sort of thing where um, I get onto the track and just test that function um, with the power meter and, and the heart rate monitor just to see where I'm at. And that's the exciting part is that um, I'm enjoying that. So, yeah, the recovery is, is at the moment, it's amazing. So when you reach that point where you can feel you, you're getting reasonably fit, recovery becomes so much easier. Again, I haven't pounded on mileage, so I'm, I'm doing longer runs, but I'm certainly doing um, controlled mileage. I'm also loving the fact that at this early stage, I'm, I'm having a day, sometimes two days a week off, um, which is amazing. Uh, you know, it's just, I love having that that complete rest where I just do nothing in the week. So I've had a few days where I've had that um, two weeks ago, my, oh, sorry, last weekend, my son, we had a, a 16th birthday. So I, I actually took three days off. I did nothing. And when I came back the Monday after the, the weekend um, that we had, I, I felt super amazing because I've never had, I haven't had three days off running <laughs> in a long, long time. So yeah, it just felt so good. Um, yeah. And then I got, Oh, the, last week in the mail, I got another pair of new shoes that turned mm, up mm, mm. <laughs> uh, from from a wonderful sponsor. So uh, it's another pair of Alpha Flies, because I haven't even I just used the one pair a couple when I first got back to Brisbane in a half marathon, and I've got this. It's a bright, they call it mango crimson mango, but it's it's amazing. You know, it's the same shoe, but anyway, uh, but an amazing shoe. So I managed to get that. And a few other little products. I want to thank those uh, sponsors. That was lovely. And then, yeah, we've got, um, <clears throat> with the advent of, of, of things easing up, um, I've probably got a race coming up, um, just a half marathon. That's, that's, that's going to be, a, I've got an invite next month. 
So um, that's that's what I'm planning for on the cards. <clears throat> still no marathons on the cards, and I'm keen to get a marathon in. Um, still can't find one. So I don't know if you guys like a, a real, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's no, I know um, in January you got the Cadbury's Marathon in Tassie, mm-hmm. um, but there's, other than that, there's, there's, there's nothing much. Um, the other exciting thing to talk about um, is, because I'm always, see, I've got time at home now, <laughs> so I'm always playing around <laughs> on YouTube and checking all these different things out. And I saw Comrades let out the announcement that, oh, hey, next year it's happening. And obviously, you know, without going into too much detail, um, I know the race is on, but subject to what happens with, with the pandemic and all that sort of thing. But that just got me so motivated when I saw that. I said, yes, it's happening. And after reading a lot of blogs and forums and, and you know, next year being the 100th running of comrades, you know, it's, uh, it's hard to see how they won't, it won't happen. And I know, I know, you know, we don't have a crystal ball, so none of us can see and look into the future with it. Um, but just listening to that announcement got me so motivated um, because, again, I'm like that kid in the candy store. I still, I'm just waiting to start training. I, I want to train, but but you can't, you, you know, you can't do too much too soon. You know, you want to train at the right time to get, you know, peak at the right time. So that's why I'm so excited is because I can feel uh, the body's hungry. It is hungry. And uh, that's something, you know, whenever I talk to the guys I run with, they can see it because oh, the guys I run with, they, they specialize in, in sort of 10 and 21K. So past 21K, I, I can chew them up because they, on the long runs, they, they sort of fade away. Um, but when I finish my long runs, because they with me and then obviously they die off and then when I finish it, I say, come on, boys, let's, let's go. And they can't go, but I can, I can go, uh, which has got me, uh, sorry, I know I sound excited, but it's got me so excited because, um, you know, I can't wait to, you know, for, for things, for normality to return so we can get back into it. Um, so, yeah, just listening to that comrades announcement was, was magic, really exciting. So, um, again, we just hold thumbs and cross everything and try and, you know, hope that it goes ahead. I really am quietly hoping that, that that Comrades does go ahead. And I know that if it goes ahead, you know, we can all talk about different <clears throat> permutations and how things would turn out. But I don't think it'll be the same sort of Comrades, you know, where, you know, we got all the crowds. And so it'll be a different feel to it, I feel. Um, I've had this conversation on Sunday morning. I ran with our local club. And everyone, because <laughs> I got my, whenever I go for long runs, Sandy be proud of me because I always got a, I put a Comrades t-shirt on and I got my Comrades peak. So everyone, if you're a Comrades runner and you see me on a long run, you'll know it. And I always get the toot with the horn or the whistle, uh-huh. but at our club run, all these, because there, there's lots of people who've done Comrades in Brisbane. Oh, it's just, it's, you, you know, you just, you get drawn, people get drawn to you. So that was the same thing. I'm doing this run and everyone's talking about, because we're doing 5K loops, uh, wins comrades. What's it? it was just comrades talk, which was so exciting. Mm. Um, and again, at that run, they're all talking about Darren. Oh, all you guys. <laughs> all you guys. <laughs> what are they doing? Are they running? They can't wait to see you guys, you know, move into it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just exciting to, you know, you, you've got to have something in the back of your head. Like, you've got to hold on to hope. You know, that's where I am anyway. I'm holding on to the fact that we do get to race comrades uh, next year. And, um, yeah, again, just looking after yourself, you know, like I said, 
Uh, we spoke about this amongst a couple of good buddies over the last week. You know, we, we don't want to race too much because I feel I've always felt that you got to pick your races wisely. Mm. So you keep the good stuff there. You know, you want to, you know, if you race too often, you, you can sort of, you know, I feel that, yeah, you, you know, you can lose a bit. But, yeah, that's what I'm sort of just trying to be air on the side of caution uh, and look after myself. So I feel real good. Being at home, I can still do my gym and do all that sort of thing. So, again, just waiting to see what happens. Obviously, we got through 2020. Uh, we've safely navigated our way through it. And it, it's been a challenging year for everyone. Um, but I know that 21, you know, I mean, if we can get through 20 and still be strong like this, I'm sure 21 there isn't much more that they can't throw at us that we can't sort of handle and get through. So, um, yeah, quietly optimistic and can't wait. So, um, watch the space. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like, I agree with you as well that you're in a bit of no man's land in a way, right? Mm. Um, but you really want something to come up, but also not too early. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> not, that we, not that we want for much, um, <laughs> but... Like, you kind of want it to happen, I don't know, maybe even February or around then. Because if it happens in January, like you said, Cadbury's, mm. then you can, where does it leave you? Um, That's true, yeah. Yeah, but you, I did have to chuckle during the week because most people do their midweek long run. But you did, like, <laughs> your midweek long run, like an actual long run. I think you did 30 Ks. Mm, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there going, oh, most people do, like, a 15 to 20 Wayne goes out and knocks out 30, and the next day at 20, is <laughs> in two days, he's knocked out most average mileage for most runners. No, but all, all calculated, all calculated. Yeah, and feeling, absolutely. feeling, feeling good again. And that's obviously just talking about that recovery. You know, we were talking about it on my long runs, guys. I've got, I've got two drinks with me and a gel. If I know I'm going longer than an hour and a half, you know, I like to have, I need sustenance. Um, and yeah, this Sunday's long run, a lot of people are laughing at me. I had a hot cross bun on me on the way. They could see it. They're like, hey, when are you eating hot cross bun? I said, I got to, you got to. I got hungry down after the first 15 Ks, I was hungry. So, so I started chomping at the, you know, the hot, hot cross bun, and then I grabbed a small banana towards the end. So I, unlike Jackie and them, I, I, yeah. I got to eat. But again, if you see me, you can see I need food. <laughs> you're not slugging it anymore hey. I'll, I'll still have that but it's all you know like Sunday morning every morning before like when I get up I'm, I'm having two slices of peanut butter and, and jam okay. so I absolutely love that so black tea peanut butter jam that's the way to go <laughs> and Wayne about uh, two weeks ago you, um, you you ran pretty much a training marathon distance so oh, obviously yep. it wasn't a marathon um, yep, yep. Was that just was that with your training buddies on your own? No, that just that was a, solo. I had Brahman. Yeah. I did three loops, quite quite undulating. Um, mm -hmm. But again, I was testing 100k pace, so okay. that was purely okay. to test 100k pace with right. a slight negative split. So um, it was a great honestly, run. Sandy, I mean, you oh, ran that felt... sub four um, average. I mean, it was, uh, and it wasn't even a race, and you were on your own. That's amazing. No, that felt real. Yeah real comfy it was it Good. again that's why i said that that i'm playing with that pace so it's, you've got to feel mm. comfy if, you, if you're going to be doing 100k you've got to go through 50 60k at pace feeling like you haven't done anything you mm. have to honestly mm. uh, look i've never mm. done 100k 
Uh, I'll talk. I'll talk after that. But certainly, <laughs> the way the way I've always said to anyone that I run a marathon, when we're going to do a marathon, I say to the boys, twenty one k is not the halfway. I keep telling them it's not halfway. You know, for for me, thirty k is halfway in a marathon. Mm. So mm. your aim should be to get. If you're feeling good at twenty one, that's nothing. We can all feel good at twenty one. Anyone who's trained reasonably well will feel good. But it's when you get to thirty. So if if thirty, you know, you're feeling. You know, like Darren the other week could tell you, he got to 30 and he could feel he wasn't feeling the way he was when he was at 21. Because I saw Darren at 21 and I saw him at 30. Uh, I'm just not not to, I'm just saying, Darren, from what I, you know, you know it. Whereas you want to look at people and you want to look at it and say, okay, you know, if you trained well, and, and this is nothing, but I, I mean, I've learned over time that when you train well and you get to understand the body, um, you know, the the only way to to see PBs and to to see those power runs is is when you finish strong, you know. And that's why mm. I mean, you look at Kipchoge, and my heart, I've watched his thing over and over again because he's not used to he, he bonked. He's not used to bonking, you know. So when he hit that, when he had this ear problem and a few different things, that sudden loss of power is uh-huh. is what most of us experience, you know, in a normal run. So that's why I said. When you start to experiment with, um, you know, different things, far too many people push t- too hard too soon, you know. So you, you should, we all should know what our cruising pace is, what our racing pace is. We should all know where that is and then play accordingly with that. Mm-hmm. So that's why, Sandy, I'm so excited is that I can now go and run a certain distance at a certain pace that once I, I wouldn't thought, nah, I couldn't hold that pace for that long. But now I'm confident knowing that I can do it on, on fairly undulating course too. Um, yeah. You know, it just gives you that confidence that you need. And and finishing yeah. like, oh, yeah, I can go and do that again. Not, not you know, just that's what the conf- – it builds confidence. Yeah. And um, I think the only course that I'd love to try it on, Erwin, is uh, I'd love to go to Death Valley because that Death Valley is the – for me is the, the test, yep. you know. Uh, if I want to test myself for comrades, and I remember – Last year, going there and doing a 60K run. And, I, I, you know, I knew I was there, but not quite there. So I know that that'll be a great test uh, when I got a comrades, go and do a proper 60K. <laughs> yeah, and, for uh, sure. Like if you can walk away yeah. from there feeling good and you know what boxes, I'm saying. Yes. You, you're, and even marathon, to be honest. Like I remember going out there and even doing like 20Ks. If you walk away from there doing 20Ks, you you feel good like that is it's tick tick box move on oh just the confidence it puts inside of you you know it's just that's that's what you need exactly that so, yeah no it's exciting and that's why i said you know without sounding too you know you know you just that that's what you want to do is that obviously you know a lot of people say oh i gotta wake up to this morning and i'm gonna go and do a another 30k or 20k run they go oh, that's too much you know I'm excited, you know. I can't like I go to sleep thinking about my twenty k run tomorrow. So, mm. <laughs> so you know, just not that I. I mean, just the passion's got to be there. You got to be, yeah. What are we doing? Like that's what my son comes to me, Dad. What's happening tomorrow? So I said, Oh, tomorrow we got twenty five, Sam. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you're not going to be a professional athlete forever. Like you're going to be going back to work soon enough. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. you, yeah. you're kind of really enjoying making having sunshines yeah, yeah exactly and like i saw today you went out at lunchtime and the other 
morning you went out at 4.30 in the morning. And yeah, so that was all, all tests, yeah. <laughs> exactly, like it's all different and yeah. you don't have the luxury when you go back to Barrow. It's, um, oh, no, no. So, yeah. But when nice. you're also obviously doing a lot of um, strength work and, and that stuff as well because your body Absolutely. seems to absorb all these no. amazing long runs <laughs> anybody else would be breaking. No, <laughs> Sandy, what I'm, I'm absolutely – like what I normally do at 7.30 in the evening because Bronnie and I, we, we're flexible, but yeah. I like to – I start – we've got a little nice little gym at home, so I, I do my gym workout every night. But everything that we do – um, is uh, what's the word? So it's strength based training. So I don't right. do these big weights and whatever, but I do a lot of strength work. So I've been playing a lot with that. I don't know if you guys have heard of foundation training. So <clears throat> what it is, is I've been trying to improve and strengthen my core area, my hip flexors, my drive, all that. I've been working on that for, for a number of months. Um, but certainly in doing that and playing with that, Sandy, it's it's something that I, oh, it's, it's, it's almost a daily, for me, a daily routine. I work on the strength. I have to because, mm-hmm. again, you know, obviously you can have a strong engine, but if the chassis is no good, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> everything's falling apart. Mm-hmm. So that's what I realized. You have to get strong. I've always preached that. You need to be strong. So, you know, and, and that's what I said. I mean, I've run with guys who are just pure muscle, but I look at them and, we get to 20K and they're falling apart because, again, the chassis is weak. So mm. it's what you can't see, you know, Sandy, on the inside. Mm-hmm. Those ligaments, mm. those joints, those muscles, you've got to make them strong. So it's got to become a lifestyle. So for me mm. daily, you know, I'm, I'm working on the core, strengthening that, doing my strength work in the gym. So it's almost become like a part of me. So it's nothing for me twice a day. Uh, I do a bit of gym work, but easy. Like, you know, I'm doing 30 mm. minutes here, 40 minutes there. Um, and enjoying it. So, yeah, strength work is all part of my program. And uh, if you lived with me, Sandy, for one week. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a machine. <laughs> oh, you'd be a machine, but, but it's hard work because yeah. it's a lifestyle. So, I, yeah. yeah, I'm working out a lot. So um, th- that's what people see. When they see you running on the road, guys, they just think, ah, oh, you're just going and smashing it out there. Mm. But no, no, Mm-mm. you also Mm-mm. work hard. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I put in a lot of behind the scenes work and I always said it you know doing mm-hmm. the actual race itself that's the celebration you know but, but you a sacrifice need... Wayne like absolutely you know you're probably going huge. to bed at half past eight nine o'clock and huge you huge. know you're not it's yeah. those kind of things that yeah a lot of people don't see and um you know if you're yeah. going to a party on a Friday night you're probably the first no. to leave or you probably don't <laughs> but that's the <laughs> But that's true, right? Like it's no, the things no. that 100%. you um people don't see, and yeah, absolutely. Another sorry, another quick one was that on the weekend. Um, again, we got a big um, Brisbane Road Runners, lots lots of training buddies on there, and and, and club members. Um, but we had a few of them this week, guys that that just turned forty. They all turned three of them turned forty. And they think it's the end of the world. Oh, I don't. Sorry, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm opening up a can of worms, but. The way they, they were talking, you know, and then um, one of the guys nudged me and he said, why not tell, tell this guy what it's like because, you know, I'm deep into my 40s and I said, lads, if you look after yourself, you, you can, you know, you can run well. But, the, you know, the, the objective is to look after yourself. So, like you say, with the sacrifice and the hard work, look after yourself and you can run deep into your 40s, 50s 
And, you know, when you mentioned Chi, was, I looked at that guy's run because in the last podcast you mentioned this guy that went and ran and smashed it. And I looked and said, my goodness, to be that age and still being able to compete at that level, run, you know, it's, it's mind-blowing. But that's why I said, you know, age, you know, it's a number. But obviously, like I said, if you look after yourself and, and, and that sacrifice is there, you know, commitment creates identity. So obviously... You know, if you committed, they'll they know. Like everyone, my neighbor, my neighbors all know me. There goes Wayne again. Look at him. There he goes <laughs> up and down. There you go. But they know over the years. I've lived in the same house for now eight years or whatever, and the neighbors all know it. Oh, he's going. Yeah, we'll see him again. Two hours later, I come back, and then I can have a chat with the neighbor. And but he knows from my commitment. He identifies. Nah, that's Wayne. You know. So it's um, yeah, it's just something that once you switch on, um, yeah, it's. It sort of becomes easy, and you got to love it too, Sandy. You got to mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's mm-hmm. why I said, if you live with me for a week, Sandy, you, you may get tired of me. <laughs> I think Sandy would go nuts. <laughs> She'd be like, I can't live under these conditions. Oh, Sandy, like, give us our bunny. There's no Monday. There's no Monday wine at, at um, Wayne's house, Sandy. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> And we eat a lot, Sandy. We eat a lot. <laughs> goodness, we, we can eat here, Sandy. You don't Seriously. look like you do, though. Nah, never Sandy, be, never be. There's no Shiraz Wednesday happening in that household. <laughs> 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 Little bit of tab sand. <laughs> oh, I should come and visit you, Sandy, and come spend a week with you. Come see what goes on. <laughs> you might enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, Wayne, you're just doing amazingly well, and it's just yeah. wonderful to watch your journey at the moment. And no, just, thanks. Like, so. It's just great. And you haven't really raced anything, you know. So, no. That's... Um, and I think that's pro- that's proving good for you, you know, because no, racing is. can take it out of you. So Yeah. yeah you just I get causing. disappointed. I get disappointed when he runs at lunchtime because then I've got to wait all that time until I see what he's done for the day. <laughs> no. No, that's all. It's, and again, that's all just playing with science. And yeah, as I was told, the program today is lunchtime run. I go, lunchtime? Because it was 20, 28 degrees in Brisbane today. But no, it's part of the plan. Yeah. Cool. But exciting times, guys. Sure. All right. Um, mm-hmm. The Tommy Hughes man crush. We'll go to Darren. Your turn, mate. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Um, oh, well, the last couple of weeks I've um, sort of turned to shit, really. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of a better word. Um, My uh, goodness. After the, after the marathon, I, um, I sort of was a bit pretty sluggish each day and, and, you know, not doing so well. And it just, I thought I'll just keep pressing through it. And I got to the stage where one day I did six and a half K or I did 6.66 Ks. And I was like, that's telling me something. That's the devil's number. And <laughs> I, I was absolutely ratchet. And, um, you know, my uh, huge pain going through my lower back. And um, I'm not sure how I got home. That was, I finished at the cafe and then I think I hobbled home. And, and then I, I that was after my streak of 481 days, and I um, pulled the pin, 
and quit the streak and I didn't run for five days. Wow. And I think it was five days. And it's like it, it, it didn't really bother me that I was kit, yeah, stopping the streak, but um, it bothered me that I couldn't run. You know, it was, it was so debilitating that, you know, the sore back, you know, um, I could barely walk. And um, so I was getting stuck into the anti-inflammatories and um, I went and got a massage. And with when I had the massage, the guy said halfway through, he says, look, you better get up and walk around because otherwise you're going to be stuck on this table if I kept going for an hour. So, <laughs> so um, and even then I, when I left the place, I, I struggled to get in my car and, and um, whatnot. So... I've been in a bit of a mess for a little while and I went went down to 5K walks because too many days have just not, you know, I'd wake up at early in the morning and say, well, what am I going to do? So, um, so I decided to just see if I could walk it out and with the anti-inflammatories as well. And it lasted probably about, uh, I think, four days of, I was trying to walk an hour and then I started looking, well, hang on, I got a bit further today and I got a bit further today. So I was speeding myself up on my walks and um, I got to six and a half Ks on on the Saturday in an hour and it's like, okay. So I had a coffee at the cafe and then I put my set my watch to walk home, you know, just to track it all and um, – and I forgot to push the start button, and 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 then I decided I, I think I'll just give it a run. So I, I ran all the way home at a, at a six minute k, and and then noticed when I got there that there was I didn't put my watch on, and um, <laughs> which was a bit funny. So, um, and then I didn't I had a, I had the Sunday off, and I thought I'll I'll use Monday as my first run, which was yesterday I think or today yeah today and um I went out and did seven k's and I went to the local cricket field and um there's a there's a segment down there and I was <laughs> like oh well I'll, I'll just go around the segment at least I'll see how I go and I ran the wrong way around the segment <laughs> the whole way and I, I did about eight laps or something and it's like hey it didn't come up <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I did notice my um, heart rate was much higher today, and uh, and I'm just been looking at other people's heart rates. And do you think it's the uh, the heat that brings your heart rate up because weather's a bit warmer, or mm. because so I noticed you... when I was walking, I was like my heart rate was going down and down each day, and I was like, wow, that's fantastic. And so I thought. I'll be fine today, and then it started really high, and it actually reduced in the in the mid mid run. My heart rate was less than than at the start, so I don't know how that works. Was it humid as well? Mm. Oh yeah, it's pretty pretty shitty. Yeah, it's not yeah, that you need bad. To take in, you need to take weather into like we've had hot days, and that's why it's. I think I've mentioned it's pretty much called poor man's altitude because the weather's going up you're working harder you need to take your pace into account and your perceived effort as well yeah yeah i was wondering how much anxiety plays into it you know when you you 
got a bit of an injury and you're wondering how you worrying about how you're going to go and there's still a little bit of pain there and I thought well does that all push your heart rate up or you know but anyway mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see but yeah otherwise and and I didn't really get any pain I get more pain sitting in a chair than, than anything so it's sort of pretty much fixing itself um, with it you know massages and and doing some stretching and whatnot but um, I, I gave Pilates a miss last week and um, because of that it would be disastrous. But I'm still deciding whether to do it this week or not. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Aww. Can I it's ask a couple of questions? Unlike, unlike me, unlike <laughs> me to ask you <laughs> <laughs> So... Um, this will be to the point, but why are you running through pain? Instead of well, just saying, right, I'm going to take time off, get it sorted, and then come good. I, I didn't I didn't see doing nothing would, would fix anything. And, and, and um, it, it's only a little bit of pain today, but whereas, and previous to me stopping, it was getting worse and worse, and that's why I just had to stop. But we know something's wrong, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I think it's all, well, talking to the masseuse, and he seemed reasonably knowledgeable, but not being a physio, though. And um, it's, it's like my back muscles were looking after my stomach muscles because they'd given up. And, and that seems exactly what... You know, he, he came to that conclusion and that's what I thought before he said that as well. That, And since I've stopped running and everything, my psoas doesn't hurt anymore. But, so um, where is my, the pain yeah. The pain around that area, Darren? No, is it, it along your adductus a, as well? The, the low, I think it's a um, – I'm not sure <laughs> where it is, but it's a, my lower back. Lower and back. It, yeah, so and I think as, a lot of it yep. comes from, yeah. The, but the psoas was super painful. When I did the marathon, I laid on the ground. I couldn't get up. Oh. And, I think, like, and, yeah, my only concern here for you is that, like, this basically thing called agonist and antagonist, right? So at the moment, if something is feeling better, something else might be compensating. So then there could be a real chain of events that might happen. And Yeah, yeah I, I think I've gone through a lot of that. And, you know, including um, just watching the pain move around your body, mm. or, you know, not feeling it, not watching it. But, you know, I had a the muscle behind my little toe on my right foot was super, you know, like it's gone rock hard sort of thing. And then, then the pain travels up to um, into my lower back. And, um, mm. it, you know, it's like because you, you must be compensating for it. I, when I was walking, you know, it was almost embarrassing. You, it looked like you just got something majorly wrong with you. <laughs> but <laughs> so I just like I'm, the only reason why is my concern is you continue to push through. In the background, there's something that's almost going to start creating a hot spot, and then that flares up. And also, we like we might even mentioned you want to really enjoy what you're doing. So, like this is almost the perfect time 
to almost say, right, I'm going to go. If I have to get a scan, get it sorted out, get it right. And if it takes a month, two months, you come good, you know, December, January and really start your year. Like right now, between now and December, there's nothing on the calendar, nothing that's going to be significant. It's almost where you can say, right, let's really charge your batteries, get right, get strong. Instead of if you power well, through these two months, you could lose six months, worst case scenario. Well, this I, is- I, absolutely. And, and that's what I intend to do is, you know, all the runs will be reasonably light runs, even though we've got a race coming up. And that'll probably be just, um, that's, we've got 30 Ks in, in the next six weeks. I think it's only, or maybe four weeks now. But, but why do you need to do that race? Is my question. Uh, why do we do any of them? But that's, you know, I'll either just participate in that or cut down to fifteen. But I think Darren. But I was list- going to wait and see how I am yeah. at that stage as well. Just, just listening to you because I didn't know all this is happening, Darren. But just in listening to it. Um, you, you know, there's a there's a question that you even threw it in, uh, Owen, in one of the listeners' questions. You know, how do you know when it's time to take a break? And <laughs> that's what I thought they were funny. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, you serious? I mean, that's that's obviously that's when you obviously. I mean, you got all the the red flags are there. Everything's saying to you now. Oh, yeah. you know, this is this is mm. definitely you know time. You got to listen to the body because what you got to remember too, Darren, is obviously. You know, you you haven't been running at this sort of level where you've gone on your feet for for a long period of time. It's all you're putting your body under huge strain, and that's all new to the body. So all when your body's when your lower back is looking at you and saying, "I don't like what you're doing," it's actually it's telling you, Darren, this is this is it's heavy. It's too much you're putting on me. You know, that's when you like you say you get in the treatment, you you look at all those sort of things, but obviously it's time you've got to listen to the body and say all right ease off and then you know you can slowly get back into it because it, you need recovery time is, is so important because that's where you need to heal you know you need to get because recovery is part of recovering is, is healing and getting stronger so so I, important I think, to do that i think like unfortunately for you darren but this is a really good lesson or a learning for other runners is that you can't stay up forever like your year Absolutely. has to yeah. go in waves and you just ran a marathon, a 320 marathon three weeks ago. <laughs> like, you know, I know that you, it, it didn't go as planned, but mate, at the end of the day, at 320 marathon, you did 42.2 kilometers at that pace. Your body is almost telling you that, Hey, like we've had a fair year. You've covered, you've done a 90 K race and mm. it, it's, it's time to almost say, Oh, I owe you a break. Yep. Um, it's like your body's way of recover. That's when we get sick. It's your body's way of pulling you back and giving you that check of going, okay, I'm going to shut you down because you didn't shut me down. Um, so I, I don't know. That's just my, my take. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can understand that. And, and that's, that's why I'm just going to take it easy and, and actually try to build more strength, that, mm. which is not necessarily relaxing, but, um, you know, just trying to strengthen the body and the, strengthen the core, like um, Wayne was saying before. It's um, and and not really lose the fitness as much. 
exactly much. Mm. So just do enough to just keep your fitness there within reason. Yeah. Uh, I do have one more but, for you to, before yeah. I get, I'll let you go. <laughs> um, but I think you also need to release the pressure valve on yourself. And I was wondering what's the chances you would ever think of even jumping off Strava or private, you know, put your Strava on, on private. Cause I think <laughs> like maybe it's not like it happens very often is that Strava is, it's the point of the external and it's a driver. So yep. if only you had view on that and only you could reflect on your runs and no one else could see what you're doing. You couldn't care less what people thought you could see or, um, I think it would release a lot of pressure, even if it's until you get this right. So you did it for three weeks, six weeks, um, just to almost internalize and go, I'm going to reflect, I'm going to write up a massive summary on my run every day that only I can see. I think it'll be a huge um, exercise for you to undertake. If you could, I just, it was just something that I thought of while you were talking before. Um, I'm not sure what the other guys think about it. No, that's great advice. I couldn't agree more. You take, like you say, you know, the way you sort of described it, Owen, just relieving that pressure valve, you know, just, yeah, just to hang on. Let me just take five and just and just catch my breath again. Like, like I couldn't agree with Owen, uh, more with Owen, um, you know, in just in St. Darren, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, you ran that, that was a big race you ran, you know. So obviously, yeah. um, you know, you need you need time to recover from that. Uh, down and like I said, uh, in light of of the platform you've built through this year, uh, no, absolutely, mate. Just like you say, this this would almost be the perfect time, as Owen said. No, November, December, when it's quiet. I know there's the Gold Coast Fifty and a few other things there, which is right down by you. But but even then, you know, just just to take some time out and recover, come back into a new year, and you've learned so much. If, if, if I get you to wear my bib. Wayne, <laughs> yeah, we we could do that, Darren. We could do that. <laughs> we could sort something out, I'm sure. Yeah, now, because when we signed up for it, we and and I suppose everyone gets a bit like that straight after the race we did in Brisbane, and it's like, oh, it's the Gold Coast um, GC50. Can we do that? Why not? And and that's the same as you know, I didn't really treat recovery properly straight after the marathon and just without jumping ahead ahead of ourselves in the questions. But um, I, I just thought, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit sore, but, you know, I'll push through this and it'll be, it'll be fine and we'll be off again, you know. And, and that's not how it works at all. Yeah, you have to respect <laughs> it. Like, as I think we mentioned before, if marathons were easy, everybody would be doing them. Mm. Um, like it's uh, somebody said something about comrades where for every what is it every mile you run you have so many days off mm, that's um, mile that's what I preach <laughs> it's it's the is same it, kind of thing a week mm. off for every 10k race that's a day that's off it, yeah. a day, a day off, off for every 10k's race a marathon and over is what they say yeah. so but you know yeah. what Darren it's not only you as a novice that um that that has had I've, I, even I've had it happen this time around. We, what happens is we you get caught up in the heart of mm-hmm. the, the good, and um, not of what's happening with. I, I'm not even talking about what everybody else is doing. You get caught up in the 
in that whole hype of, of running and feeling good. And when you're working up towards a marathon, that's what should be happening. And it feels so good. Then you run the marathon. If you make it or don't make it, you've raced it. And then you, you, you still want to be feeling that high. It's very hard to recover. It's, it's such a discipline in itself to actually back off and recover. Even I've, I've, even, I've done it wrong. I've had to only, I've had a nine force my recovery. Now, and, and how far are we three weeks past the marathon? And I didn't rest up like I should have because I was just so excited about how I was running. And you've got to, you, you just, it's, it's another, it's a whole other discipline. And even as an experienced runner, you can, you can get caught up in it sometimes. So, you know, you just got to learn. You just got to uh, learn I, I, from it. I wonder how Wayne and Jackie deal with that because they get, you know, first place. <laughs> Does that have a huge effect on you, on, on you guys, on, on how you be, behave? How's your recovery going, Jackie? Recovery. <laughs> well, uh, I've had five. Well, I didn't do. I've had. What did I have? Like, oh, like I've hated this week because I'm I'm on recovery now. So it's it's like thirty minutes. So I think for the first three days I had walk, and then turned it into a jog, and then I was like, oh, why? Am I, I don't even get out for le- out of bed for less than ten. Like, what? What? Why should I even bother for like a run walk? Thirty minutes, what, what, you know, but, but so, um, I think Monday was a full day off and then Tuesday I was like, nah, and then, um, I had a lot of lactic acids. Then I, I started on Wednesday. You do, you just, you need, you need to take, I've taken, you know, I've taken the week off. Um, I'm just jogging now, you know, there's nothing to write home about. So it's also affected my mood. So I'm also like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. It's, it's, you know, but, uh, but I, yeah. I know what it's like. You want to chase the dragon. You know, you're feeling so fit and you don't want it to stop, but your body will eventually tell you. It'll force mm. you to stop, like my foot maybe, you know. Just, you mm. need to, you know, need to look after yourself. I'm so glad the episode has gone down this because this is in my preparation <laughs> notes for my fortnight. Uh, it's it's like I had a crystal ball. So I, yeah, I'm I'm so glad that, that the conversation's gone down this avenue. Mm. <laughs> but, mm. but, <laughs> it's a tough one. Yeah. Very tough. Mm, All right. Very tough. Okay. Does, well, does it? Does, does it? Do you get affected, Wayne? Uh, do you, you know, you, you get a, a win on a big race and do you, do you, are you disciplined enough to do what you're supposed to do? Oh. Wayne's gone to sleep. <laughs> no, I can, Darren, I'll give you one word. Oh, sorry, am I there? Oh, no, I had the mute button on. Sorry, guys. No, what it is, Darren and I. Sorry, guys, I had the mute button on. It was only um, us talking, don't worry. <laughs> no, no. I'll always, um, I, I plan that year. Most of my running, again, it's what I've been preaching, you know, it's, it's all the aerobic stuff. So aerobic stuff is the easy stuff. You know, I'll be honest with you, Darren. The moment I start introducing all the hard track work and the high-intensity stuff, the body can feel it. The recovery takes a lot longer. And that's why I said 
you've got to learn your body and know what works for you. Like if I do an extremely tough workout and, and I don't take a day off the next day, I feel it because I can't back it up. But certainly if I go like Sandy, I, I actually, because I diarize a lot of things that, that I find funny and that make me laugh. And Sandy mm-hmm. asked me a couple at Bubba like, she's, oh, when you haven't run, when are you going to run a 50K? Now, you know, in, in, in like what I was doing there was obviously training at that, running at that aerobic threshold, which is still comfortable. So in as much as, yeah, I went in and had a good run, it, it wasn't, still wasn't maximum racing. effort run. I wasn't <laughs> racing. That's mm. it, Sandy. I wasn't <laughs> racing because I know what it is to run a hard marathon. Mm. But Darren, I also know what it is to run a hard 5K. I can run a 5K, Darren, and I can't, when mm. I'm finished, you know, it'll be, you know, 15, 20, 15, 30. And when I get to the end of it, I, I can't talk. It's you struggling. And, I, and the next two or three days, I can't do any hard work after that. So I've got to say, oi, if I've done a tough effort here, I need two or three days recovery. And that's why the program that, that I'm on currently, it, it gives me that one and two days a week off. And that's what I've been doing a lot of, Darren. In as much as you, you look at it and you say, oh, a four-minute case, you know, no, but what it is, Darren, I've built up to that. But it's, it's also been loaded with recovery because, like I said, I'll be honest with you, Darren, last weekend I took three days off. I didn't run Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And when I, Monday morning, because after we had a party on the weekend, when I got up Monday morning and I said to my family, I'm going for a run. Darren, I went for a run and I felt like I had these springs in my legs, you know. It was just, <laughs> wow, like, you know, I was just, I was way <laughs> I think we've excited. Seen that. <laughs> did, you watch, did you watch that as you were peeking, Wayne? <laughs> no, I uh, you see, Dad. You see when you look. No, I didn't look at that. But I, honestly, <laughs> I, I was so, because of that rest. Dad, recovery is is super important. Dad. Believe yeah. you me. And like I said to you, Darren, you know it's another thing. I, I think I mean, we don't spend enough time on it. But uh, it, it, you know, something I wasn't doing in the last three or four months is getting a lot of good sleep. And, uh, you know, we joke about it, but, man, getting good sleep is amazing. Because, like I said, you know, if I get – now I'm getting 8 to 10 hours a night. Um, and I can feel it the next day I get up because I always test my, my heart rate and all that first thing in the morning. And I'll be looking at it in the morning and I'm going, my goodness, this is – you know, whereas when I do that work, I don't have the same low heart rate as I do at home. And I looked at it and I'm like, goodness, that's, that's a whole lot lower. But that's because I'm getting quality sleep. So – Rest and recovery, Darren, I cannot preach more. And I'm sure you guys would all agree on it, you know. Yeah. Um, mm. Just listen to the body, rest and recovery. You know, running Darren is like a good woman. Sorry, I don't know. I'm not going, but what I'm saying is <laughs> you've got you to look after Darren. You've got to treat her well. Bite in the ass. You've gotta, I'm telling you, if you want the proper effect of running Darren, you've got to nurture, you've got to look after, you've got to love her. You've got you to gotta have that mm. passion and say, baby, when I need you, I need you. So, you, you know, so mm. when it's time to go, it's time to go down. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so I know, I think, but that's how I look at it, Darren. I look at it when, um, you know, when it's a bit, you know, when I'm not feeling good and things aren't right, I can't be pushing and demanding. Whereas, you know, when I know I look after it and when I need to go, she's good to go. And that's why I said that's how I treat my running down. It's like, you know, if, if I know it's a, a race where I can go and test things out, that's what I'm going to do. But very selective. You can't race week in, week out. You can't, you can't be pushing your body to the max all the time. 
And that's why I, you may have heard me saying that I feel good. I feel the reason why I feel like that, Darren, is because I'm not exerting too much effort. And the program that I'm on, you know, I've spoken about it over so many years, uh, over so many months, just even on the podcast. I don't do a lot of, you know, there, there, there's no speed work, little to, to none of that. And the heel work hasn't been incorporated into that too. Because once I start introducing heel work, that's when my body knows something's coming, you know. So I've really left the heel work out. So all that will come at some later stage when I'm ready to peak. But that's what we want to do, Darren. We want to recover, look after the body so that it, when it's time to go, you can plug in and, 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 and switch on. So, can, can, can I ask you guys, this is a question without notice, and maybe I'm just going above the head here, but if I said, Darren, I've got a bit of homework, so for the next episode, I want you to go and look what periodization is. But if I said microcycle, mesocycle, and macrocycle, does anybody here know what I mean? No. No. Yes. So, <laughs> why not? Yeah. So <laughs> the important thing is that the everyday runner, it's probably more important that the everyday runner knows some of the stuff more than the elite runner. Because the elite runner is getting looked after, right? A lot of this stuff is done for them and they pick that up, educate and go. But it's breaking your year down and then also your blocks down into specificity. So you see Wayne always mentions Kipchoge, only does two marathons a year. That's because his year is periodized around those two races. So you can like you can only be up for a certain amount of time, right? So microcycle is your week. Your mesocycle is a block. So if you're doing endurance, like Wayne mentioned, hills. So he's doing a block of hills. Wayne won't do hills every day or every week. That's mm -hmm. going to be a mesocycle for him is, okay, right now, this block of training is about hills and strength. But Wayne knows it. But without Wayne knowing it, his coach might have – he's cycling him. <clears> so he, he's moving through different stages. But your macro is your whole year. So Wayne's whole year, whether he knows or not – his coach has planned his year for him of where he's going to be, when Wayne's going to be down, when he's going to be hitting his heels, his speed, all of that has been organized. So I think that's one of the, for the everyday runner, I think it's something that is so overlooked. And that's why you see people breaking down or not being a 20 year runner or falling out of love is because we want to stay up every day, every week, we want to be up, want to be hitting oh. PBs and want to be racing, want to be, I don't like... Oh, Owen, you know, you're talking different. my language, man. That's, <laughs> but, this is so good, Owen, this is so good, I didn't man. prepare for it to go down this avenue, but in my <laughs> Fortnite recap, this is what I was talking, this is, my whole Fortnite recap was about this. So, like, mm. I'll jump into mine soon, but it's only because I came back from my run today and my emoji I put in my Strava was a rubbish bin. <laughs> um, because I came back and I was like, that was horrible. Like that was, I ran at six minutes, 15, a K average for the whole thing. But like Darren mentioned, it was warm. So I took that into account, which I have now going into summer. But I also remind myself that I'm not supposed to be up right now. This is November. Yeah. I've got a half marathon mm. this week, but in the grand scheme of things, like this half marathon means that next to almost minimal for me right now. Like, yeah, if I were to go run a PB, great. But I haven't done 20 weeks of half marathon training for this half marathon. Specific, yeah. It's been, I'm still recovering from Bibber Lake. I've been, last night I got nine hours sleep. I monitored that. Wow. Um, I can only you know, like running at lunchtime, so I'm not getting up in the morning. It's, 
it's all on the back of just this is where I'm every year in November going into December. It's rest and recovery and enjoyment. Mm. Like, because we know in January, normally January one, we go, okay, that's when the calendar starts and we go for whatever we're going for. Like, you know, Sandy, traditionally it's like January one, we all start on zero and we go. (laughs) If you're up, I said to somebody the other day who had a barbecue at a friend's place and they said, oh, you're so unfit. And I said, nobody in the world wants to be the fittest person in November. Like, there's what's there to brag about? Unless you've got a race in November, then definitely be the fittest person. But spot on. If you're rocking around now, going, I'm the fittest person in the world. Well, like for what? That's you're going to be the fittest person at the Christmas table. Well, that's great, but you know, it's <laughs> I don't know. Like, and that's just my personal opinion. It's there's give yourself that time to roller go through the roller coaster of periodization. And the more the everyday runner educates themselves about it, the the better your running is actually going to be. You don't have to jump into every race or jump in, but look at doing something different. Go, okay, today I'm going to practice a negative split where the first half's really easy and I'm going to rattle home. Or I'm going to work on, if it's 21, do 16Ks nice and easy and rattle home. Like, I don't know. That's just the way I look at different things. Like, I don't think the mistake that we make is we want to go into every race and blows the doors off it. Mm. Like, and you start to then not enjoy what you're doing. Like you want to be doing this for 30 years. Why? Like it's not going to be all rainbows and lollipops every time you go and put your next percent on, like go out there and feel, feel bad or tick a little box where you've got a quick little PB and yeah, I don't know. That's just my, no, that's My awesome. On it, oh, that, that mate, what you've just mentioned there is—it's magic. Just listening to you talk was that was exciting. I was sitting here getting excited on the inside. <laughs> well, was, no, you want to slow cook, right, Wayne? Like, oh, you don't mate, be a just talking my language. Like, stop it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne's gonna go for a run now. <laughs> no, you know what, Sandy? When I sat and I and I first started comrades, uh, 2013, 14. And I was running it and I sat, I remember sitting down and I was in almost in tears. I'm telling you my stories now, but I was almost in tears. And then a clear, my, my wife looked at me and she said, what's wrong with you? You just ran comrades in eight hours and something. I said, but I had a terrible run. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. And I told her, you know, I poured my heart out. I told her everything. So mm-hmm. she says, right on. And she's a smart cookie. She says, you need to learn how to run comrades. And I looked at it and I said, the, the bells went off the pennies. So I said, I'm going to make it my duty to find out how to do it. So the best way, I felt the best way to do it is to talk to people who know about comrades. And I started doing that and educating myself. And then until I finally found someone who said to me, Wayne, you're not going to get your, your best comrades straight away. It's going to take you time, a number of years. But if you do this and you eat off slowly and slowly and slowly, and look after and nurture and look after yourself, mate, the time will come. He called it your season. You see, I wouldn't be talking deep now. Your season will come. But it takes time to get to that season. He says, you're going through winter and it's hard. Your aches and your pains and your bodies. But he says, summer's on the way, son. 
it's mm. on the way. Mm. And, you know, that's the same thing you're talking about, that those peers, you know, looking after yourself and waiting for the season down. Like you said, you're going through a tough day now. It's cold and, you know, you're on the Gold Coast and the sun's shining, but you're cold on the inside. <laughs> you got to look after the body and be smart, mate, and, 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 and come mm. good because wait for your season, it will come. But in the meantime, like, Owen, you couldn't have described it more beautifully, man. That was music they're just listening to what you said there because that's that's a perfect way to describe it you know just and doing think, it the, the right way and i think like okay a lot of runners gone by didn't have things like strava and whatever but there's this other external pressure where you sit there like today i was running and i was like oh geez this is going to look really slow but who cares absolutely like at the end mm. of the day like so you ran at 6 15 who cares like if people find that not interesting and they don't want to see it, they'll unfollow you. And, <laughs> you know, like, that's the way life... And at the end of the day, this is your journey. Like, you're not doing this to impress other people. Well, that's you know, it. necessarily you shouldn't. But, like, it's all about internalize the, the battle because I guarantee you run a PB, you'll look back on the day when you ran 6.15 and go, oh, I remember that day, opposed to the day you blew the doors off a morning run. Like, yeah. I just think... If you can, that's why I mentioned it, Darren, almost removing the external pressure where, mm. you know, worrying about what we what people perceive. And mm. yeah, I think Strava, and I, I love Strava, don't get me wrong, but sometimes we can quickly get trapped in this whole um, thing of, oh, we don't want people to see that or, oh, that looks really slow. And like, to be honest, that's what I actually like to see. I like to see people putting stuff out there showing me that they are normal and they had a horrible day because then when I see you run a PB, I go, you weren't scared to hide that you had a rubbish day and you walked in your training and you couldn't care, you know, like don't always feel that it always has to be perfect. Mm. Mm. Good. That's good. But yeah, that's, uh, I'll take a back seat now. <laughs> plenty, of, plenty of lessons today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is awesome, guys. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sandy? Um, well, Irvin, yeah, you and I are the least eventful at the moment, and that's why we laughed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, for me, I've, I've had an, a pretty much an easy two weeks. Well, the not this last week, but the one before, I was still, like I said earlier, um, I had come off the back of the marathon and, and something I realized, you know, even though my marathon is just over four hours um, to somebody, to to someone like Jackie, who I have to laugh, who did 50Ks in 345. <laughs> okay, but that's not my journey. And my journey was that that just over four hours was my racing a marathon and I, I just didn't give it enough like every other marathon I've been running in the last oh, couple of years I've been quite happily running them between that 4.30 and 5 hours no problem as long as I run in under 5 hours I've been happy and so for me that that 4, four hours that is racing for me and I felt the difference um, afterwards <laughs> so I, 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 and I didn't, I, I just didn't give it the respect because I was so excited about it. I didn't give it the respect that was due. And I just started feeling all these little niggles 
because I kept going just like Darren. And I was like, no, you know what? I'll be all right. I'll be all right. And I took some recovery days, but my, I, I preach that one day for every 10, one day off for every 10. And I would, I would normally take that four days off after a marathon and just do nothing or go to Pilates like I do, or um, just go for walks, go and walk on the beach. But I just, I went straight back into a speed session on the Tuesday because that's feeling so good at the, you know, that's what's giving you the high at the moment. And, and my coach, he kept asking me when I, when I say the coach, he, he's, you know, he's a coach for every, the whole group. So he doesn't specifically write a program for me. So he's not following my every movement, but he kept saying to me, so how's your recovery going after the marathon? And he must have been trying to tell me something, and I just didn't want to hear it. <laughs> eventually, when he asked me last week on Sunday, I thought, you know what, I'm feeling rubbish. And I actually said to him, uh, this morning, even my husband beat me. <laughs> I just couldn't. I just kept walking, and he kept going, come on, slow poke. Why are you so slow? And I just didn't feel like I, I Hey, I had a sudden loss of power three weeks after my marathon. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I just realized that I needed to take some time off. So after going out and doing six 1K reps, which I did so well, and I, was, I mean, I was doing kilometers at 447, which for me is like amazing, but I, I, I can't keep those up. I, by the end, by the sixth rep, I'm now doing 523. So... I, I, you know, I'm, I know I'm still I'm learning when it comes to those speed sessions, but I've I have to give myself a break before I can. I should have given myself a break before I got back to them. I think, which I didn't do. It's okay, not a problem, no damage done. I just started feeling the niggles, and I thought, whoa, just mm. back off quickly, um, which I did. This last week, I think I've only just done two really, you know, easy runs, and this morning I went out and ran with my daughter who's here and we did oh I think when you talk about the 615 minute K we ran I think at 650 minute K's this morning she was and, spot on good yeah exactly <laughs> she said to me she had to run at seven minutes a K I said oh I can do that um <laughs> so, I was a bit what? worried I was like oh she's gonna absolutely pull you like crazy <laughs> no 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 we we were very good about it and I just and I just realized then as well that everything I've been doing lately is I've been running just about everything faster than an easy run because the people I'm running with are all quicker than I am and so they all having an easy run day but for me, it's hard every day because I'm going faster than I should be to keep up with everybody on easy runs. But meanwhile, their easy is not my easy. So I've had to really, it's been quite a, quite a thing. I've had to really discipline myself and just pull back in this last week. And, and I've done it and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling much better. Went to Pilates today. I actually had strength back in my legs again because I, I was going to Pilates and I wasn't even able to do those leg pushes back. Like I would just be getting tingles like right from my groin, just shooting down my leg. And I was like, what is going on here? And that's when you actually have to, to stop and listen. But it really had a shout at me. Um, and then eventually I listened and funny Wayne, my, that, that cramp that I got in my left foot, <laughs> that's the one thing that's been shouting at me from the mouth. Oh, <laughs> and wow. you know what? It's eventually now that I've rested 
this last week and I've hardly it's done anything. Good. It's come good. So it's it's just so important. And I mean, yeah, that's uh, so. I think for me, um, just this this in in these last two weeks, that's the main thing for me is that I've realised that even as an experienced runner, we can guess we can still get caught up in how good we're feeling. Um, when we run, but you have to, you've got to know when to be disciplined to to pull back, cut things back, and and go back to basics. Just go back to the basics, and and work on your strength again to build up your muscles that that they can go and take the pounding again. Um, because that's what we do. We pound the tar for many kilometers, so your body mm. needs to be able to to actually absorb that pounding. So, yeah, um, yeah, been another good lesson. I've just, this whole year has been about learning for me and I've just loved it quite honestly and I'm still learning. So, and yes, we'll be doing GC30 coming. I'll, I'll definitely do the GC30, um, but I, I probably won't. I, oh, I'll give it a, I'll give it a good go, but I, I, I don't think I'll be putting it, my whole effort into that because I really put in a lot of effort into the, into the 30Ks as far as I could and then carried on in the marathon and that was for me my race, and for me to go and race GC the 30k would probably be silly. I'd probably end up hurting myself. So I'll just go and, and give it a good shot and go and go hard, but not not race it so that I hurt myself, so that I can still finish the 30 and and enjoy the enjoy the the day. So yeah, that's me. Nice. I can just see Wayne grinning like a Cheshire cat there. <laughs> Is there... <laughs> With my leg <laughs> He's like, there's another one for the chalkboard, another learner. Um, but Sandy, the good, no, like, amazing. The, the amazing thing about you is, like, you something happens, you learn, and then you act on it. Mm. Like, and uh, look, I wind back, but Darren, like Sandy, and I've learned from Sandy and a lot of other runners around is, it's a great example, you know, because mm. you could just go, oh, forget it, I'm just going to keep bearing and bearing, but. You have mm-hmm. learned the hard way mm. what happens if you mm. don't do that. Like, yeah. um, and that's why it's great having you on here because, you know, like the wealth of knowledge and that's why surrounding yourself with people that know and we've got mm. Wayne and, but, you know, Wayne as well, self-admittedly, he learns from people like Sandy. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah, like I think it's great that you can also be honest about it because a lot of people aren't honest and, you ask them sometimes and you won't get a straight answer. It's like, you know, you openly will say if you've made a mistake or, um, yeah. but we're learning from that, from your honesty. So, yeah, yeah. that's, that's cool. I just know, as I say, there's no, I mean, it is, it is what it is. And I, I can't, you know, sometimes I can't believe my own mistakes and I've done them before, but, but um, your memory kicks in very quickly as to what happens if you don't listen. Because <laughs> I've had times where I've had months off because of injury, you know, and then that, that's the last thing you want to happen. So that's not cool. So, yeah, it's better to listen quickly to the niggles. But, right. you know, I have one more. Sorry, Owen, just to throw a question into t- just a general one. You know, we all, why, why, why is it that as human beings, we always look at hindsight and we say, oh, you know, if only, yeah. you know, why do we always, yeah. no, <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. So We're impatient. <laughs> yes. like, well, no, essentially, like you think, even look at the workplace, a lot of people now, like oh, when we hire somebody, within a year they want this and then, like, you know, gone are the days where, say, in 
my parents' generation of if you got one promotion, that was a huge thing. It's everybody want, and I think it's a society thing where it's drifted through where we don't want to slow cook and take thirty years. Yes. We want we want it Instant now. Instant gratification. It is. It's mm. like mm. same with PBs. Oh, I ran a two minute PB on this marathon, so the next one must be a ten minute PB. Mm. And mm. instead of going, well, what if we just don't run a PB until another three marathons? Um, because that's why we do mm. this sport, right? It's not a mm. result-driven, you want a premiership, retire, game over. It's You take this up because it's about personal development. That's it. Lovely. So, and just a, a thing as well, you know, I, I, a, a really good example of that is I look at in my Pilates journey over this year. When I call it Pilates, it's physio-based exercises, um, which I do under instruction. And they she just pointed out to me today and she oh, Indy, she's so fantastic and she just said look at what you're doing today and it's those little muscles that that you work on in those sessions that's mm. that are so important and she said you battled to do five of those when you started and now I can do up to two sets of 12 mm-hmm. um and and I go wow yeah Look at that little muscle sticking out at the top of my knee now, you know, <laughs> which I never had before. But it's taken me a year to get there, which is, mm. is something that it's, it is. It's patience. And, yeah, we, mm-hmm. we look back in it, like you say, when we look back in hindsight and go like, oh, because you just don't know until you've walked the journey, I suppose, you know. Mm. But some of us are stubborn. stubborn. We'll learn the hard way mm-hmm. like, <laughs> and like Owen says, you want it all, you yeah. want it now. And and, and mm. I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a topic we could go into, but I see a lot of runners, a lot of, you know, especially, I'm not saying because it's a young, lot of younger guys, but they want to go and smash it and run the quickest they can. And then a year down the line, you don't see them for a year or two, and then you see them again. What happened? Oh, man, major injury. I did this, I did that. And you, you mm. can see it again. You know, you go, well, we could see it coming, you know. Whereas if you, like you say, look after yourself, do the right thing. And, and like I said, you know, if, if, and I keep preaching it, if you do it progressively, it'll come. And there's no better um, self-gratification that comes when you see those improvements coming. And, and you know it, you know, because it's like, yes, this is it. This is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't think there could be anything better than seeing those improvements. And you know it, you know. Like as you know, why do I keep referring to Sandy? But whenever, whenever I, when when I when I run a PB, I'm telling you all my secrets now. But when I run a, a personal PB, towards the end of it, I always almost tear up because I want to cry because I'm like, wow, you're living the dream, son. You know, you, you know, you, you work hard, but this is why this is what it feels like. You know, so love it, enjoy it. And you know, Sandy, I had that same thing about the green number. And that's why I, you showed me your green number bag too. I said, that's Sandy. <laughs> Look what she did. I was talking to yeah. a lady on the weekend. Her name's Lee Thompson. And Lee was also meant to do a green number this year. And she says, that bloody Sandy. She, I sent her a picture of your, your green number bag. I said, Look what Sandy's got. She got the green number bag. But, you know, I'm, not, I'm not just teasing. But uh, her and I, because we're yeah. in the same boat and, yeah. and we said the same yeah. thing. And because so yeah. she's beautiful, Lee's just turned 50, and she, she's a beautiful lady from, from Brisbane. And she did the same thing. We're going to 
we're going to cry together when we get the screen number. Sure. Because we work so imagine. hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm talking about it now and I, I can mm. feel a tear, you know, mm. building up there. But what mm. I'm saying is that's why we do it, guys. You know, we, we obviously, you want to enjoy those rewards. But like I said, like Owen was saying, you know, don't, don't, don't bite off too much, you know, more than you can chew. You know, just slowly get there and, and, and it'll come. When the mm. season's right, it'll come. You'll bear the fruit. My goodness, we're getting deep here, guys. <laughs> All right, so I think we pretty much covered the listener question of how do you know when it's time to take a break. Yes, <laughs> I was just thinking that myself. <laughs> um, so we had another listener question come through that says, how do you recover immediately after your marathon distance or greater runs? Sandy? Cool. Chocolate well. milkshake, Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking actually like on the day immediate? I'm like, talking whatever you feel is necessary for recovery. So if that is the the Shiraz or the Cab Sav at six o'clock after a long run day, <laughs> then and it is uh, like that for you. That also might be the way that you relax, and that's your reward. Yeah. You know, so there's oh, no right gosh. or wrong answer here, guys. Like, it's just... Okay, no, for um, me, there's, it, 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 it's, it's been different, probably with every marathon, it's been a different way. <laughs> so, now, one thing I believe in firmly is straight away, I have my recovery drink. So, um, as soon as I can get my hands on, on my recovery drink at races, it can sometimes be a bit tough, because even like with this one, we all were so busy chatting that we never quite got to what we needed to do straight away. But as soon as I can, I drink that recovery drink, which is electrolytes and proteins and everything, getting the muscle recovery um, on the go again. And because you got, you know, it, it's it's otherwise it's gonna it's gonna tell on you later. And then yeah, and then the rest of the day, whatever happens, if we get to eat something when I feel like eating. Um, have a sleep. Sometimes, sometimes we've had a great party afterwards, and we have gone out and done a whole lot of dancing. <laughs> but nine times out of ten, it's probably a nice sleep as well on the day. And yeah, just be kind to yourself. That's a, that's that's recovery for me. But um, yeah, maybe the, the the faster guys might have something more to add to that one. <laughs> uh, see, mine's the same. Like. I still think the people at the back of the pack need to pay more attention to this side as well, like, um, and almost respect it as much as the front. Um, yeah, I think getting your, your food in straight away and your drinks, like Wayne, Wayne's a stickler. I know that he'll go into it as well, but absolutely, um, like you know, you your body's not just you've just belted it, especially mm. in a marathon, and you've got to start rewarding your body for helping you out and being loyal to you Mm. um like i every sunday i'll get a week's worth of like the 300 mil chocolate milks they're normally like a dollar 50 because no one else drinks them um (laughs) and i just chuck them in the drinks fridge that's supposed to be for beer and whatever but i just put chocolate milks in there um because i know that i can take them to work grab one on the way after a run and you don't need to go and get a special motion and potion if you don't so wish like it's got everything you need in there. And I know that we go on about it a lot, but there's no catch. It is, it's the basics of nutrition. It's got everything you need, your carbohydrates, your protein, get it in straight away. Mm. Um, and also go and, go and see somebody who is qualified, like a sports dietitian, 
um you know i always have this argument with a lot of the guys i run with and like oh why would i go spend money to do that it's like well how much do you buy how many how much do you spend on beers how many coffees do you spend a week how buy a week mm. how much do you time how much money do you spend on buying lunch weigh those three three things up you love running you want to run for longer and run better go and see someone you know like it's let's weigh up what's important and mm. it's the same with massage and those type of things go without having coffees four times a day for a week and there's your massage mm. like try and get massages in so i'll try and get a mess like a proper massage once a fortnight um we're discontinuing massage on campus and that was once a week and for me that was luxury i was getting a sports massage every seven days um and find someone, be loyal, because they know your body. Like Darren mentioned before, his um, massage therapist. If you start getting that connection, they start to know you, and they know your history, and you don't have to sell your history to them every time. And I know people that have been with a massage therapist for like ten years, and they know every trigger, every issue that they've had, and I think that's a big one. Find someone who really knows you and it's going to work with you. Yeah. Yeah. Jack? (laughs) You don't want to hear mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do. Do I be honest? Yeah. Do do you want me to share? Like, um, no, I'm not going to share this one. You go. I had one in 2016. That used to be my thing on a Saturday. Um, But after a long run, I used to, that was my treat for getting through work. But I'll share it. It may be at a late, in your com- if comrades is confirmed and going ahead, I'll share what my treat was every Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Okay. But, <laughs> go um, on, Jack. Oh, okay. So, um, if it's local and I'm behaving, then um, I think the best form of recovery, I always have my recovery drink in the car. Co- well, most of the time, I have my recovery drink in the car, just got to add water. And then I'll try and go to a Bikram yoga session, which is the best. You just stretch. But if I'm like running a Sydney marathon or like a Two Oceans and I'm by myself and I'm in a hotel room or um, Justin and I are away, I'll have a hot bath and he'll bring me a glass of red wine a little bit later. <laughs> With <Nice. a> <laughs> and snacks. And that's the best I find. <laughs> that's that's like it. A glass of red wine and some snacks and a magnesium bath. And then just flick through Strava and try not drop the phone. In the <laughs> it's like a celebration of your yeah. wine, isn't it? Well, well he always says vain for the pain, you know, which is in Afrikaans, it means wine for the pain. Wayne, yeah. is. <laughs> but like even getting into the beach, like yeah. I get some strange looks in winter when like it's blowing a gale and after you run you're running into you know freezing water but oh no i i, I, I crammed so badly after rotter last year i jumped in the pool and my legs like cramped <laughs> so be careful <laughs> sandy 
Well, I already I, went to you. You I, were your first came up. <laughs> Wayne, I'm holding <laughs> off on you because yours, Wayne's is going to be the most sensible out of the lot. So I'm not, I won't go to him. I'll, I'll just say before we before we move on to Darren because it's Darren next. But but for anybody in South Africa who listens to this, and and most of them would have run Buffs Marathon. Buffs Marathon, you literally finish running that race and you don't stand a chance. You start drinking immediately. You sit down. <laughs> yes. And it's the best celebration party you'll ever have after a marathon. <laughs> and we, everybody always remembers the party more than the marathon afterwards. So, yeah, you've got to have fun as well. <laughs> okay, well, Darren. You probably, you probably hurt more after the party than you do after the marathon. <laughs> yes. And everybody's complaining about their sore toes while we're dancing. (laughs) Even at rugby, the guys look at me with weird looks because, like, traditionally, by the time we get into the change rooms, there's drinks there waiting for everybody. And I normally chuck, like, a a roll in my bag, even if it's, like, a bacon, um, cheese and bacon roll. or. And they all look at me going, what are you doing? Like, you know, they're tucking into some beers. But I know that, A, I've run that morning and then I've played. So you you have to get stuff in first before mm. you mm. get stuck in, you know, like <laughs> I sit there and I look at them and I go, geez, like this is amateur hour. It's gonna um, be <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you learn from your mistakes and it's it's the next it's actually during the next week where you probably yeah. notice. Yeah. Yeah. Darren, mm. you're a bit quiet. I just got sidetracked. And, uh, sorry. You were looking up my, the right answer. Uh, no. yeah. my, my bedtime reminder just came up. What? <laughs> and I haven't had dinner yet. What's uh, the time? Sorry. What's the well, time there now? Is it quarter? Uh, it's quarter, quarter nine. Oh. Yeah. I I have that set um, because it stops any um, messages coming in. So even though I don't necessarily follow it at the moment, um, it's good. It stops any messages and things coming in. Except Uh, let's let's, let's WhatsApp get through by the looks. So, Darren, how do you recover after yeah. your marathon? Oh, well, I don't have <laughs> What are you going to do next time? Let's put it that way. Uh, it was interesting, you, when I, you, Sandy, you said every, every race is different. And that's like I don't have a whole list of races, but it does seem to be different. When, yeah. when we ran Queenstown, it was um, straight into a beer. Straight into a party, that's it. And, and <laughs> oh, you better have one of those pies as well. And like, well I can have whatever I like. It doesn't really matter. And, yeah. and, and um, then at Brisbane, it was like, oh, there's not really anything on offer. So, <laughs> and I was a bit, I think I was a bit preoccupied as well. But so we ended up driving halfway across Brisbane before we got a cup of coffee. And um, I think we got coffee and juice and said, you know what, mm. it's so late now, we'll wait until we get home and have a nice big breakfast. Mm. And because um, after Brisbane, I wasn't feeling like eating anyway. No, the only thing on offer for you in Brisbane was a saline drip. <laughs> <laughs> the trigger, so dehydration, <laughs> loss of appetite. There you go. Yeah, connect the yeah. dots. And, 
<laughs> I'm surprised that I got dehydrated though because I was drinking plenty, but uh, I didn't take any nutrition, and and that's what I was was keen to um, when asked Jackie before what she had because I don't know I just didn't feel like taking any. Oh, yeah. And, and then it was too late. Mm. And it, th- that's experience, I guess, where you just got to know. you got to take what you're supposed to take. And um, I know when I did the um, Queenstown Marathon, some I was going to take it every um, 10Ks. And then someone said, no, 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 take it every half hour. That's what your body needs. And And then I got all mixed up. And ended up taking too many and then not enough. And <laughs> so it went all a bit haywire. <laughs> but I, I still got to a stage where I couldn't take anything. It just, you couldn't stomach it or get it past your, past your lips. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's um, something but to work on, that's for sure. And th- that's one of the reasons I've been trying to work on the, the hydration in general, not just. Um, when, when you're racing and not when you're just when you're doing long runs, but every day try to improve your, your hydration absorption, I guess. So your body gets used to um, keeping it. Mm. So next you're, time you're going to have your hydration right on the race and then you're going to need to remember that you need to do post race recovery as well you mustn't forget that part there's two um yeah there's definitely two steps to it so it's your race hydration and then the listener's question post recovery um which is a very good one too yeah Yeah. think about both and and that's probably the harder one that post race recovery because like you like we just spoke about you you think you're Oh, I'm a little bit sore, and I'll I'll come good, and mm. you just keep pressing away, and you know, because you want that that high of feeling like a good runner. <laughs> I guess. But I think the key thing there, though, is we got to remember that if we don't do it on your everyday run, there's no way in hell you're going to do it on the main run, right? Spot on. Spot on. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ian, I think we kind of we kind of butchered your question, but we've we rescued it. So to really rescue it, we'll go to our wise man to actually no. give some some valuable no. um, assessment of your question. So Wayne, Ian is hanging off his chair, and no, I just I, I, personally, I just believe if you understand what you do to your body, not just in a race, but in a long run, in a tough session. If you fully understand what you're doing, then you'll know why recovery is so important. Um, I couldn't stress how important. Um, I actually classify recovery, gee was I put it right up there in terms of obviously looking after the body. Um, you know, too many people place way too much emphasis on carb loading and getting yourself ready for the race and tapering right and all that. Yeah, that's, it's all important. It's part of it but they neglect the post, you know, the recovery. Mm. And that's something I learned that from, from a few wise gentlemen. And until I fully understood what recovery is about, uh, did I actually grasp the concept of what I'm doing 
So it's not until you understand what you're physically doing to the body, to your body internally, to get it back to the shape it was in, which is basically you're putting your body under so much stress and duress that we fail to see that, hey, hang on, we need to get that, you know, we need to get it back to to a healthy state. Because remember, after you've done a big workout and a solid hard marathon, you've done damage internally that you can't see. We can't see it. We've done a lot of damage. We've torn muscle. Most of us mm-hmm. will start to cannibalize the muscle. And we fail mm-hmm. to, to do anything to repair that. And we'll just sit for three or four days of what we call DOMS, which is delayed onset muscle soreness and all sort of things where you can't move and you're struggling. And you think, oh, this is normal. That's not normal. Uh, mm-hmm. I've learned the hard way that that's, that's wrong. You're doing a lot of damage. And that's why it's so important to get, let it become a lifestyle. Owen just mentioned it now. It should become, after each session, get recovery drink into you. I make my recovery drink before I leave home, guys. Mm. Before I leave home, I got recovery waiting on the counter. And I said to my sons, any of you touch that, you'll, you'll see that. <laughs> because these lads drink everything I take. And I said, you know it. They know it. I come back. I'll look for them. But that's what I do. I make it before I come. Mm. So accountability is there. So as soon as I get in that door, I'm slugging that in. But equally as important, you've got to get food into you. Get food into you. Sustenance is needed. Mm. So get that into you. Carb, if you can get it into you, get it into you. It immediately starts to repair the damaged muscle and tissue that's needed. And the one thing that I love doing that a lot of people don't do is essentially, especially after a real tough marathon, I love to get into the bath. It's got to be lukewarm, put Epsom salts in it, and just dip myself in there for half an hour. It's something I love doing. It's a, it's a standard that I've oh, – it doesn't matter where I go, especially when I'm traveling overseas. I make sure the hotel's got a bath <laughs> because, you know, most of them come with showers. But getting into a bath with Epsom salts and, and keeping it at a lukewarm temperature, it does something for the muscle, honestly. But above all anything else, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of metabolic typing. Now, I know it sounds like, Darren, you can Google it. But if you... But a lot of us think that, yeah, we're just going to get a recovery drink in and that's mm. going to start to repair us. And, but you, you, you know what I'm saying? The milkshake may work for Erwin and it may work for Darren, but it may not work for Sandy. It may not work for someone else. And that's simply because we've all got different blood types. Now, no, I don't want to get too involved in too deep, but Owen hit the nail on the head when he said to his, his fellow runner, hey, why don't you take 20 minutes out of your busy session, busy day, and go and see a nutritionist? Because that's what metabolic typing is about. We've all got different blood types. And knowing exactly what blood type we at will tell us exactly what sort of foods are needed to keep us at an optimal level. But even more important for recovery, because you think, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go and eat eat burgers and eat this and that, and that. but you're actually doing a lot of damage because you're taking the wrong thing in. Find out what's good for you and what you need, but specifically for you. Like I know for my blood type exactly what I need to get. So exactly what Owen said, you need to get that done and speak to a nutritionist, and they can say specifically for you, okay, Wayne, you need to eat A, B, and C. Do that. Stay away from E, F, and G. Now, I know it sounds like we're getting deep, but what I'm saying is if you do that specifically, you'll get the maximum benefit of what's needed for pure recovery. And to tell you what it feels like, and and sorry, I'm not, but just to tell you, when I've done a long run, 
and to take my recovery drink and get some food into me. And two hours later, I can feel like, man, I feel I'm good to go. Mm. That's purely from knowing that I'm taking the right recovery. And Wayne, so, like normally, mm-hmm. sorry, the biggest uh, misconception that people have is they're going to go to somebody who's going to tell them they're eating too much. <laughs> and what you'll find most of the time, you'll go to a sport nutritionist. You're not eating next to near enough what you need to be. One hundred percent. I think a lot of people have this fear, like, oh, he's going to tell me that. Oh, I shouldn't be eating this. Shouldn't be eating that. And I can guarantee you, nine people out of ten will walk out of there going, I need to up my intake way more. Spot on. Spot on. Um, and that's why I said, Owen, if we went, if the four, five of us went out to dinner together and you saw what I ate, I'm not trying to compare food because my mother always taught me, don't look at someone else's food. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> if you saw how much food I ate, Sandy, you'd look at me and say, where's that food going, Wayne? Because because I've got to eat, Sandy, but I'm eating the right foods, but mm-hmm. I need it. I need the food, Sandy. I need it. And I eat it. I don't ever waste food. But what I'm saying is it's important, your fuel source. Uh, you can't stress it more. But knowing what the correct food for you is. Because, again, Sandy, you know, whatever you eat couldn't, may not be good for me. And whatever yeah. I eat may not be good for you. So that's why you need to speak to nutritionists. Get that. And I tell you, it costs, what, 50, 70 bucks to get a professional opinion and a proper, it's, it's called metabolic typing. Go and, yeah. Again, just go and Google that. It'll tell you exactly what to stay away from and what's needed, especially for recovery. And I tell you what, I had, and I'm talking from experience, guys, because I did all this. I got it done. And when I did it, Sandy, because I lacked a few things I needed to supplement mm. on a few things and get certain things done. When I got that all done, I could smack myself on the head and said, you idiot. You've been running to this person, that person, doing all the wrong things, you know, but this is how we learn, you know. We make mistakes, but we come good when we get the right information. The right information is there, but it's knowing where to tap into it. And that's why I said I couldn't stress it more. Getting all that done. And essentially, the one more thing that I've missed out that I I pay a lot of attention to is at least twice a month, I try and see a chiropractor. Obviously, I can't do that all the time. But if I can get to, even when I'm in Western Australia, I go to Byford, a place called Byford, and I've got a chiropractor that I see there. So I'll go at least once when I'm there but twice when I'm at home to see a car, just to get my muscles, everything reset, get the body reset, click it back into into place where it needs to be and, and get a solid massage as well. So I, I see a, a chiropractor and a massage therapist to really work on me and just to iron out whatever dead tissue, whatever stuff needs to be, just to be cleaned up. And um, that's part of active recovery. So, um, yeah, I couldn't stress more how important recovery is, guys. And it's one percenters. Like, I remember um, during summer, if I'm coming back from the hills, I'll stop at the service station and get a few bags of ice. And yep. the one lady asked me and said, geez, it's a bit early for beers. And I said, no, I'm about to go put these in the bath. <laughs> and every week then I'd go get them. She goes, what do you mean you're putting them in the bath? And I'm like, well, I'm going to go sit in this ice. Yep. And that works for me. You know, like if I go and tell, I, again, nine out of ten people that I was doing that, that I ran with, They'd think I'm an absolute moron, but it might have just been that little one percent that looks after me, and mentally it might be placebo. And but I think I, I imagine Sandy sitting there now thinking he goes and sits in an ice bath. What kind of idiot? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and then I'll have the shower running, and you jump in the hot. So you're jumping back between both, 
And you can put socks on your feet so they don't freeze, but hot and cold <laughs> works for me. Wayne loves a hot bath. And, you know, everything is so different. But my whole thing is you only get one body. That's it. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. owe you anything. No. So well and truly get what you can out of it. And yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Hope we Wayne brought it home and gave your question some justice there, Ian. So <laughs> <laughs> we have, should we do yeah. one more? We've got one more to go for today. I've all got homework now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So favorite and least favorite run session. So Wayne, you want to go first? Sure. Again, um, the truth is I can answer that quickly. I don't have – every run for me is, is exciting, so there's no favorite. <laughs> and, you know, because I look forward to every run. Um, I'll be honest with you, um, the hard stuff intrigues me. So um, I, I don't mind the track sessions, but I, I, it obviously it's something I could avoid. I've heard Jackie say that before too, you know. Uh, track work is hard work. So um, I enjoy the aerobic stuff, I'm being very honest with you. Uh, and I do always have a bit of a cringe when I go, oh, it's track tonight. Because, you know, you're going to be working hard. So, yeah, it's, it's obviously something that, um, yeah, track sessions, if I could do away with them, I would, but you can't. It's the necessary evil. So, but obviously that comes at a time. There's a season for that. So, yeah, that's me. Cool. Jack? Mm. With, is it? Worst and then favorite, or, or either way. Uh, so yeah, worst is track. Oh my goodness, oh, <laughs> I hate it. I volunteered at a track race and I was just like, oh, I'm so happy that's not me running round and round and round. Um, or a recovery run. Oh, I just find it, I know, and it needs to be done, but it's just such a slog. And then, um, the favorites it's either a long run with sprinkles at the end or a long tempo I really feel like and maybe even an 18 just an 18k run there's something about magical 18ks so probably the majority of my runs I like <laughs> I can't think, <laughs> it's like picking a favorite child <laughs> just <laughs> um, <laughs> just maybe <laughs> so his favorite is just yeah track and recovery that's easier. <laughs> yeah. Sandy? Um, favorites, I, I don't really, I, I like Wayne, I enjoy all my running. So um, I don't I don't have like a, a super one over the other. And I enjoy each one um, differently. So, uh, but uh, also like Jackie, least is easy, heels. I don't like heels. <laughs> never have, never will. <laughs> no, maybe I'll change my mind on that one eventually, Wayne. <laughs> Don't judge me. Because <laughs> you love heels. You yes, <laughs> I still can't say that I that that I love a heel. For me it's it's a heel, get over it and, and then we carry on with the run. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but yeah, that's for me. But but as in my favorites, I I'm loving the speed sessions at the moment. For me, track is still fun. Um, but um, obviously I'm the coming last, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but I still enjoy those. But, yeah, nice. I enjoy all my running. So, yeah. 
God is still love healed. So that's not ha- that hasn't happened. <laughs> peaches. I always think of the peach emoji, like a round bum, like, and I feel like my bum's stronger. <laughs> peach emoji. After two hours of recording, this podcast goes to another level. <laughs> if you're still with us, yeah. Um, so Darren, just before you go. Chasing segments is not a session, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, I, I, if you're waiting for my answer, I, I, um, speed speed work is always my favourite, and um, but probably more so a long run with a speed session in the middle. Mm. And I don't know. You just it's, it just feels like real accomplishment when you you do put in such a big effort in the middle and then the the second half of the long run is it's just coasting so you know it, it, it sort of amazes you that you can keep going at that pace after putting in so much effort in the middle but um yeah so uh, but i like i always like the speed sessions so yeah cool least all right guys oh, least, um, yeah Least favorite, uh, probably probably hills. Yeah, which there we you go. Know, oh, I don't know. Well, I reckon the easy run will be right up there for Darren. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know. Oh, and I got to take Sandy and Darren <laughs> hill work. More hill work. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I love hills. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Wait. Well, maybe you can teach us. <laughs> if you're on your own, or if you're with a group yeah. as well, it makes a huge difference to the run. Yeah, okay. Oh, you think so? Sometimes that makes it harder and worse. Because <laughs> you can't chat on a hill. I mean, really, that's probably why I don't like a hill. <laughs> you got to change your mind. You've got to go accelerate up a hill. So then you yes. go, I'm not going to go slow. I'm going to, I'm, now I'm going to change gear and I'm going to fly up the hill. Okay. So reverse. I'm going to try it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to think of that peach emoji. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, episode 24. So there Champions. are some. We've got some things working in the background. Hopefully, some uh, special guests coming up, which you guys don't even know about. So there's some cool ones that hopefully we can land. Sandy knows about one, but I'm not going to yeah. share who that is until that drops. But I can mm. guarantee you that everybody will be pretty excited, I think. Do you think, Sandy? I'll be so. giggling like when, when, when Wayne enjoyed Bruce. I think I might enjoy yes. this one. Yeah. <laughs> so if we, hopefully we'll uh, lock that in before the year is out, if not early in the new year. Um, but, yeah, we do have some cool guests coming up that we'll have um, either on full episodes or just some interviews. So that'll be cool to finish nice. the year off. Lovely. Cool. So episode nice. 24, done and dusted. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to you guys. Thank you. And That's we'll a wrap. catch you thanks in a couple everyone. of weeks. Yeah, cheers. Stay safe. Cheers.